lot of people don't even know this about the club, but the way that he's paying Comet, you can't compete with that. Yeah, I know. You can't, it's like, yeah. he won't let me say what it is, but yeah. he said I could talk kind of about it. Bro, it's just complete game tape. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Fire Run. Um, today we have our resident journalistic expert with us to explain everything's going on in the world. Yeah. It's Saga and Jay, everybody. Yeah. Saga. Yeah. 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 Saga. Yo, Saga, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, boys? Thank you for having uh, me. So, yeah. so thank you so much for coming. Um, listen, uh, we have a lot of things we need to get to the bottom of. Okay. And you're going to explain it all to us. All right. Because we <laughs> act like, take me seriously. Take me seriously. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Al. You can't do it. We have a journalist on the show, and you're acting like this. He's dressed good. We're going to be loose. That's why this works. Exactly. The downfall of religion. You're the downfall of religion. Don't blame me. I had nothing to do with this. Listen, you were talking about the downfall of religion, right? And how America is falling apart because of it. Well, I didn't say that. You said Canada is going to take over. Well, are you religious? even No, I'm not actually even that religious. But... Uh, let's pull the graphic up, actually. I'll pull it up in win. front of me. <laughs> Wall Street Yo, Journal. Back to work. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> I was thinking back a graphic was going to just come, uh, down, yeah, come down. Oh, I thought he was telling Mark to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'll pull it up. Okay, so this is what we got this morning. Wall Street Journal poll. Percent who say these values are, quote, very important to them. Yeah. Patriotism, 1998, was 70%. Today is 38%. Religion, 62% in 98, 39% today. Having children, 59% in 1998, 30% 2023. Mm. Community involvement was at 47 got it up in here, my 19, there we go, 1998, Hold and then on. down to 27. Most, the only one that has increased, money, 31% to 42%. Explain this to us. Sure. You're here to explain everything important okay. and smart to us. <laughs> <laughs> I think the reason that you're seeing this is a couple of things. So 1998 was obviously like peak homogeneity as a society, but more you're importantly- You're a handsome fucking guy. He style. is, right? Oh, I he is, It's dog. the teeth where yes. it's just, it changed everything. You know, so I get so much up, shit from people because you're the only person who pointed out my actual What are you teeth. talking about? Most people about? are polite about it. They're like, oh, he's got nice teeth. You know, you were like, Saga, my new, those new teeth, my boy. How did you Yeah, I was like, I so Yo, text He's a sneaky people. hater, bro. He's yeah, a sneaky hater. I was like, he was born with yeah, nice why teeth. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no I'm excited. I'm excited. It's totally no, fine. No, no, you brought their teeth. They're your teeth. Yes. It's okay, hate, okay, let's address the teeth. So yeah, I actually let's had a problem. Let's address it, bro. I had a huge problem. Son, I, had, I thought you had the same teeth as me this no, whole time. Big ass teeth. No, no, no reason. No, no, no. No, I had I knew you mis, got that I had misaligned teeth here in the back. And yeah, right yeah. before breaking points, I went to this orthodontist to fix it. She's like, I'll give you two options. She's like, we can either put in new ones. This Iranian woman, lovely lady. She's like, we can either do the. Sorry, go on. We can, Sorry, yes, go on. there we go. My old, that's that's you before. Yes, I there think we you go. got work done, bro. Yeah, no, man. I just started I working got, out. I just started sure? working out. I swear to God. Did you ice plunge? Huh? Yes. Actually, Huberman got me an ice plunge. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes. He shout, got out shout out to him. Shout out to the plunge. I think he's on the peptides. Oh, you on the peptides? I, 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 listen, Be honest. I, I wish I was on the peptides. Oh, I wish. No, I refuse to take semaglutide. Nothing. I just, Dr. Lane Norton, shout out to Lane Norton, calories in, calories out, starve yourself, not starve yourself. Yeah. Eat uh, at a caloric deficit and I work out a lot. That's it. Is that called the, the be gay diet? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, gay men have been doing it for centuries. So. Oh, so yeah, I was yeah. right about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you, if any bodybuilding centuries. gym in this country is just full of gay dudes. Uh, uh, and they're, they're looks way better than centuries. You need to, stop, if you need fitness stop. advice, you should go to a ripped gay dude. Am I turning them like, on right now? Everything. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Ripped gay dudes obviously yeah. know how to work out. 
Hundred percent. I mean, they weren't always everything. Sprawling. Yeah, You're saying no. centuries. <laughs> you know, I mean, the '80s they were getting. Pretty I mean, you ever skinny. seen some photos of like the Greek guys working out? Like, oh back yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like but Theo BC. had an interesting theory about this. Hmm. He was like, he was like, because uh, they're on semen. He said they're yeah, on yeah, semen. Yeah. And that's just raw testosterone. testosterone. Yeah, just mainlining. Yeah, don't, not no sure peptides, no zempic. What do you mean you're not sure how it works? Not sure if there's testosterone. Is there testosterone in semen? That's where testosterone yeah. comes from. Yeah. Let's check it. Pretty sure it's from the gonads. Yeah. Is yeah. there testosterone that yeah. in yeah, but sperm? but it's not in the like, sperm. I don't think it's in the semen. Substantial concentrations of testosterone are not only present in male circulation, but also in ejaculate. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. wow. See, to me, it's the most logical thing. Uh, Derek Moore plays more dates. <laughs> is it like synthesized? There's a difference that's between why I know more free testosterone versus outside testosterone. But that's why I know he's not really committed to that fitness life. Oh, really? Because he'd be sucking at the tap if he really wanted the good <laughs> testosterone. You know what I mean? But he wants to get the peptides. He wants the steroids. Listen, there's a tap. It's got the rawest tea on the planet. Tell Derek to do that, dude. Derek! Derek! Put the video out. <laughs> slurp, slurp, my boy, if you really want to get them gains. Dude, brains for yeah. gains, yeah. man. That's the new... We more, more, more veins, more gains, bro. That's <laughs> what it is. We got to start that, dude. <laughs> we need Derek on the pod. You, yeah. you should get him, dude. He's awesome. I like that shit. I've never interviewed him. That's I've how I talk to him getting in shape times. if Derek outs me. Oh, yeah. Like, if yeah. one day in the future, <laughs> I get a video or not, he'll do it. He'll do it just for the views. Oh, no, so that's my out. boy, Cody K.O. Who is that? Natty or not. Cody, what am I missing? Has that big brolic ginger oh, motherfucker yeah, yeah, that's yeah. at the gym walking up to people asking oh, okay. if they're daddy or not? Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, what? Yeah, no, I haven't seen. Dude, these. get on TikTok, your favorite app. I don't use TikTok. There why? you go. That's why. Why? I, you know, we've we've gone through it before. That's oh, why the what? TikTok CEO is up there. <laughs> well, Kenny Kenny KO. By the way, what? Kenny, Kenny KO. Kenny I know, but KO. I call him K Cody KO. <laughs> well, why? That's a Cody different KO guy. Is, I got it wrong, but I now it's become a tiny meat gang. Cody KO. Yeah. Yeah, Cody KO is a different guy. Oh, that's that Chinese guy on Tiny <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The little Chinese white guy oh, yeah, on yeah, Tiny exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Cody K.O.? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, he's not on the okay. He's okay. Not that's, on the he's not Natty or not? No. No, okay. no, no. Okay, just making sure. Kenny K.O. Shout yeah, out to yeah. Kenny K.O. Send, send me one of his things. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, he's, he's the goat, bro. <laughs> You're in the middle of a dry set. Yeah. He's like, Natty or not? You're like, bro, uh, what? <laughs> just finish the set. Natty yeah. or not, motherfucker? <laughs> Are you cheating? It's not cheating. I respect people who uh, who are enhanced. Just natty can't do it or, myself. Natty or not? 100% natty. I wish I wasn't. Well, I guess I don't what know. What are you talking about right now? Does that count? Fucking lie. You lied to your Does face. Does that count? Does that count? count? It has no performance enhancing. Uh, I can't eat into apples. I can't like bite into apples. I wouldn't say that's like enhancing my performance. All, all of us yeah. are, are half erect now. Just looking at these? <laughs> but before... <laughs> Before it wasn't that. With those, uh, with those, the gap of the teeth. Did you get fake gums too or something? Your gums look great as well. No, dude, they didn't do anything to your gums. Really? Yeah, although it did hurt. Well, I mean, like I said, she was like, you can do two years of Invisalign or maybe three years yeah. of Invisalign. She's like, or I can fix this right now. And I was like, just fix it right now. Mm. I had to sell my car actually to pay for really? it. Really? Yeah. This is before breaking points. <laughs> Way before breaking points, dude. Wow. That's the funny thing. I had it lined up. I didn't even know it was going to start BP, right. but it was all scheduled at the same time. So yeah. I also didn't know how long that it was going to be painful so i was on the air the next day and my face was all swollen Chill up out. like this Kanye and then West, i was on rogan six days afterwards literally six days so it was like brand new still was like drinking out of a straw no yeah, I swear, dude. why didn't you just do invisalign there's just like a lot of maintenance bro, that goes with have, having do you know this anything media, about invisalign bro. invisalign is fucking crazy yeah but it's like you can't drink coffee you can only drink what twice a what, you can only take it out twice a day oh, it's a huge that's pain nonsense i had invisalign bro no, did yeah. you? Yes. Okay, well, she With the you. rubber bands as an adult. Maybe, maybe she, maybe she, off. she took me for a ride then, this woman. But she listen, took it was for an absolute, expensive ride. It was, it was literally the same cost, basically, regardless. Magic carpet, right? <laughs> hey! 
<laughs> Persians, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We got racist jokes. Okay, so listen, Sagar, can you explain what's going on uh, with the Jews? Oh, um, what is it? Don't who, answer that. Who do we owe can, it to it right If you now? can tell... <laughs> wait, what? what? So who did Kanye say that he owes? It was Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. That's right. Oh, yes. Thank you. Which I had actually ironically just watched like a week and a half ago. Yeah. It's great. Good movie. I strongly Good suggest... Movie. Good movie. I wouldn't call it the best. I wouldn't it's, call it... It's what? very stupid, but it's very funny. <laughs> Yeah. It's very funny. I saw a good tweet. It was like, showed him 21 Jump Street didn't help, and it was just Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he loved everybody, though. Who, Mel? Remember, no, Kanye, uh, remember his fake fucking bullshit excuse? Remember when he the got racist him? cover he, is always, I love everyone or I yeah, hate yeah, everyone. Like he right, he, he right. basically got yeah. behind Nazi propaganda <laughs> and then just said he loves the Nazis. Then he says, I love everybody. I love, oh and then now, yesterday, a couple days ago, he's like, well, now I like the Jews. What do you guys think is going on with that? Like, was it attention? Was it just completely out of his fucking mind? Yeah, he's like, an insane person yeah. that happens to be good at making music. Just sad. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, it is sad that we miss out on music. <laughs> it's sad for us. Uh -huh. I mean, they're still bumping Kanye in every gym that I walk. It's never into. stopped. Isn't that yeah. interesting? No, it's, it is true. I, I can't actually. Jordan Shallow said that. I yeah. think he was like, "Man, he's like the one thing you know with Kanye. They will never stop playing his music." Isn't that? Crazy. It's fantastic. It's true. It's like when power comes on in the gym, you're like, "Gym with you." Okay. No, I do right. want to go over some serious things, and sure. I'm going to try to be serious here okay. as much as I possibly can. Yes. So, listen. Stop it, Miles. <laughs> Miles, stop it. We're you being like fucking, we're serious journalists you on this like show. You like the bad guy in Batman. Scarecrow? Who? <laughs> Scarecrow? What was Scarecrow? Oh. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy, yeah. yes. No, this, I'm on my little Nikki shit right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, listen. Um, we have serious uh, topics that we all want to touch. Obviously, I want to figure out what's going on with Trump. I want to figure out what's going on with this banking collapse. And I want to figure out what's going on with TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I want to figure out what's going on with the religion in America. Sure. I do think, and I definitely do feel, like one, patriotism down big. I was at a Pilates studio the other day. Yes, hey. homo. Yeah. And I was, uh, this girl said she was afraid to wear an American flag shirt yes. to another woman. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, why? And she goes, oh, you know, the whole like January 6th or whatever. It's like, what does that have to do with anything? And she yeah. just associates American pride with like extreme right wing awesome right. guys. Like, That's actually very sad. <laughs> um, but if you think about it, it's not actually a crazy development because if you, the patriotism number was at 70% in 98. Well, what happened after 1998? Why did it start to come Internet. Down? Iraq. Iraq was the actual problem. Oh. So if we, like 1998 was what we call like the unipolar moment where America was this preeminent world superpower. The only war we had done in the last 30 years was the Gulf War, which, you know, like, look, there's criticism of the Gulf War, like whatever. Yeah, at the, at Vietnam, the time- Is like, that just because you're not counting Vietnam as a war? I'm saying it's 30 years after Vietnam. So it's oh, like, we, which, when do we leave Vietnam? 1975, but technically we won't, started winding down major American combat presence like 1971. So 1998, we're on top of the world. It's pre-dot-com crash everybody can you think about it. your parents like retirement portfolios they were putting money in they were getting like 25 30 year over year rich, return that's how and also their home values are going up mm. again no iraq uh clinton was president our biggest problem was the president got a blow job in the oval office yeah, even yeah. after that he had a 62 percent approval rating on the day he left office wow this this moment like doesn't exist anymore and then if you see like 2019 we were already down to 61 percent but I think that the big drop from 2019 to 23 is actually, I wouldn't even put January 6th in that one. What that is, is total loss of confidence in the government post COVID. So it's on the right wing, you're like lockdowns, the, you know, whatever, stimulus check. Uh, they robbed the election from Trump. That's one. Yes. But then on the left wing, you're like, I can't even believe they stormed the Capitol. Trump yes. didn't get convicted. Yes. Um, you know, people are still going out to eat. Yes. Like, 
the complete bifurcation of both poles of the country is what makes people less patriotic. And that's why even amongst right-wingers in that same poll, only some 56% or whatever said that patriotism mm. was important because they don't feel as much confidence in the government. Now, so it's really bad. Is it bad or is it justified? I mean, maybe. No, I mean, I if just gave a pretty upset, good case for it, right? That's the thing. Like, yeah. if, if we're both upset at these institutions and how yes. these institutions have been failing us and our confidence in these institutions is directly correlated with our patriotism, right. it makes sense that it's low. That's why, no, I mean, I don't want to shit on everybody. Uh, can we scroll down to money? That's actually the most interesting one to me is that 31%, because actually you had a much better chance of getting rich and being upper middle class in 1998 than you did today. But the reason why people put more value on money is- There's nothing else ahead. to put value on. That's the That's only it. thing that you can feel good That's about yourself. And I might as well be rich. It's much tougher, right? So mm. one of the things is if you lose community, you lose having kids, you lose patriotism, what's the one thing that you can have? Money. Mm. And one of the things, actually I think I might even pinned one of the comments, which is that one of the reasons why it's justifiable is that if you look at the earlier generations, they didn't have the luxury, they had the luxury of not having to worry as much about money. They could buy a house, a starter home, for example. They could appreciate uh, yes. in value. That's They're not dealing with global economic Yo, collapse every 15 to, years. They don't have to deal with uh, 2008 and 2023 and yeah. 2020, COVID, Iraq, Afghanistan, you all hear of this these bullshit stories into from, a single lifetime. You hear these stories from people who grew up in like New York in yes. the 70s and they're like, I worked at a grocery store, second groceries. Right. I had an apartment. I could support Bingo. my family doing that. Okay, you're in my parents, Akash. My, my dad got here in like 1988. He's yeah. like graduated, had a PhD, whatever, starts as a professor. You can go from apartment to house, get a nice house. My mom works, but she didn't necessarily have to work. My sister and I got to go to college. Like this was a standard American dream that was cool for immigrants and for most American citizens, mm. by and large by 1998. Mm. Then the collapse basically of the banks in 2008, that removes a lot of the undergirding for a lot of people because even the people who went back into the workforce, they were mostly underemployed. So they were making money, but they didn't have benefits. They didn't have health insurance, not able to buy a house. Home prices skyrocket with cheap money at the same time, zero interest rates. So now everybody is trying to chase the dollar because that's the only way that, how are you supposed to have kids if you don't have any money? Yeah. I like agree the, with this. The average, uh, the average home, what, average childbirth in the US is like $31,000. Somebody fact check me on that, please. But it is, uh, it is pretty expensive. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, yeah. well, I wanna put out good information. Do you think right, also, <laughs> yeah, I agree that makes a yes. lot of sense. So another part could be religion specifically, more than all these other factors. If there is, cause I am religious, but yes. religion is, they always say the opiate of the masses. Right. As that loses a foothold, people start to be less like, it's okay to, there's a lot of like, it's okay to be poor if you're religious. So that's a conservative God argument. in the end. I buy some of that. I think, look, it's, this is all like multifaceted. There's no one explanation for any of this. Like I could, that's the religious example. Like, well, the moment we lost God, then we stopped having to care about kids. We stopped about community involvement. And that's when people start worshiping the dollar. But I'm a little bit skeptical of that because we've had high periods of religiosity in the US, which coincide with high periods of making a shitload of money. So if you look at like the second great awakening here in the US, uh, major Protestant, uh, major Protestant gains was like during the 1970s, right before the massive boom of the 1980s with financializations. Evangelicalism was tied directly to the boom after Reagan became president yep. in 1983. Mm. So it's not like one to one, right? Yeah, but it's not one to one. At the same time, it, it's part of it. Like I, I would just say, look, 
when America, like the number one cause of death for 18 to 49 right now is opioid drug overdose. If you are a young person, uh, whenever you're surveyed, by and large, you're saying that you're not getting married because you don't have enough money. A lot of young males, I don't know if you guys saw this, actually, I'm fascinated by this, which is that the number of young single men today is 63%. The number of young single women is like 31%. So everyone's like, well, how does that make sense? Younger women are dating older men because they have more money. Mm. They have more resources. He's up. And when you look at it, that's actually not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's think it's about not good. Tell yeah, that to like, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 why isn't that good? I think that's no. always uh, how it's been. Well, well, yes, it's always been yeah, that yeah. way to a certain extent. But when we had gender parity, it was basically a male was able to attract a woman of his own age because he had the social proof, the resources. So one of the big problems we have right now is that, and you Gold know- you digging bitches? Well, <laughs> you can, seems you can like say that's that. what you're describing. You can, actually though, what you're describing, it's not all money What though. you're saying it's not is all money. that young guys don't have enough money you know what's for gold digging bitches? What is I'm that saying, what you're saying? What I'm saying is that the system that's is structured I mean. in a way what? that men are no longer attracted to women, specifically young single women. So why is yeah. that? So if you look at- Why am I single, Sagar? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a haircut. Dude, wait, 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 can I speak out for the flagrant two podcast listeners who yes. sometimes miss out? On the on the visuals as an avid listener yeah, myself, yeah. Andrew currently has his yes. hair in front of his eyes. Yes. I know you're driving your car. You're probably uh, it's driving crazy. Uh, yeah. Not speaking yeah. from personal experience or yeah, anything yeah. like that. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> you know, check it out on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Ladder. Check it out ladder on YouTube. You can yes. see my sick haircut. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, there. yeah. He's, Whoa, I feel like. He's, he's doing a sequel to this movie, actually. This is why he's. Oh, yeah. Simple Jack. Simple Jack. Fucking great movie. Great okay, great so movie. I. Great so, movie. Okay, so, um, yeah, I, I agree oh, with you. College, I think it college. is. Don't I think it is that. multifaceted. Yeah. Yes. I, I do. I, th I do subscribe to that a little bit. I think that as you have like a reduction of religiosity, you have a different priority in terms of your life, right? When mm -hmm. God is the first thing in your life, building a family centered around that devotion to God seems like the best available option. Yes. And I think that when God is no longer the focal point of your life, you are you are individualized in your pursuits and then that will take you into oftentimes a career and that career will maybe extend your single life and definitely extend your life without children. Yes, absolutely. So I think a lot of these different things, I think yeah. that's what you're trying to tap yeah, into yeah. as well. But I agree with you, it's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a peculiar time. I'm actually okay. I don't think we should have dogmatic patriotism. Okay, okay let, let me back up on this. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think we should have dogmatic uh, patriot. What is that called? Jingo. Yeah, jingoism. Jingoism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do think that we should hold the government accountable. Mm -hmm. I think we should hold ourselves accountable. Uh, but at the same time, I think patriotism can exist outside of what the current government is doing. Yes. Right. Because the government is a function of the people that we elect. Right, so we can elect some new ones and do some different stuff, and then we can be more proud of ourselves. But the ideals of America, we could also go also always be proud of that. We should always be patriotic about the ideals. Right. So, how do we create these two different? How do we create these two different scenarios where we're like, yo, the government's fucking up. We're gonna change it, and we know we can change it because we have to uplift these ideals. The problem is we're electorally like in a doom spiral where if you look at the Trump inaugural address 2016, it was extraordinary because very few times in American history has a president come in and said, everything sucks. Like the American carnage speech. 
usually the inauguration What's is the about- American carnage? That was, that was the title of his inauguration, where he was like, uh, we, our decade of American carnage is over. And he was describing like a country rotted out without its promise, how he was gonna restore it. But it was a negative, not necessarily a hopeful message. Mm -hmm. That's how he won the election, to be clear. But part of the issue with that is that American politicians almost always tried to come from a position of, like if you think about the FDR famous, the only thing we have to fear fear's is fear up. itself. Yeah. That was, okay, we're in a bad state, the Great Depression, it's, it's gonna been get awful. Better. We're gonna get out of it. Yes. But that really wasn't the tone. And if you look also, even at the reason why I think Biden ultimately won in 2020 is he was still willing to offer that like hope. boomer level of hope. We Just like, hope. America's great, man. Come on, man. You know, like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. That is, that's like a foundational American spirit. So Human. I agree with you, but the problem is that for politicians right now and media also, let's be honest, mm. is there's actually a new study just came out that negative headlines click more, that negativity creates more of engagement. Course. Yeah. Of course it does. Like, look, we're, you know, like we're all living in the real world here. Like yeah. we have to. So the problem is that negativity is what drives more political engagement. Negativity is what drives curiosity. Yes, it takes of our course. attention because negativity kills you when we were living in the fucking Jungle, Bingo, right? Like right. you, uh, a lion's coming. You have to be cynical. You have to be I'm like, think what's about going that on? Fucking lion, you have right? To be right. To survive. A little piece of right. fruit is there. I'm like, oh yeah, fruits everywhere. I don't give a fuck. Well, there's a good argument to be made. There's a time in American history called the Age of Acrimony, which was between the Civil War and during the Gilded Age. So it basically like 1870 to like 1895 or something like mm -hmm. that. That was actually the highest period of American democratic participation. So a lot of people don't like to hear that, which is that the time when we disagreed with each other the most. That's when most people were involved in politics. To well, your you point. know what that was over? That was over what? That was like, should black people be allowed to vote in the South? Like, how should Jim Crow be? Uh, should we have reconstruction or not? Should we tax billionaires but, but or not? But that's also like, like yeah. you know how, uh, like the majority of 21 year olds go to a bar and drink? Yes. It's like they just got the ability. Yeah. So I think black people are like, let me try this Maybe. voting Actually, thing out. That's not a bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, of course they're going to vote for a little. When were they so allowed to vote? I think we're looking at 1865 is when slavery ends. Correct. And then when do black people get. Vote. Well, that's the thing about like actual voter. Look, voter participation then is difficult. To, more what I'm pegging is not the overall number, but percentage based of overall voters participating in the process. Right, so to right, your right, point. That was right. during the age of acrobat. To your point, yeah. the yeah. highest participation, voter participation I've seen in my lifetime is 2020. Yeah, that's right, exactly. And But guess in what? In the same age of acrimony. The number one reason that people <sighs> voted for Joe Biden. is what makes people vote. The number one reason people yeah. voted for Joe Biden was they're like, I fucking hate Trump. They're like, I don't yeah. care about anything about Biden. Nobody I just Nobody voted hate for Trump. Biden. Well, I mean. No, no, no. Oh, they voted against. Exactly. Yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> Nobody voted for I was like, how deep are we, we going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we do know this yeah, election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rigged. Recount it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so can you explain to me right now uh, why there is a cultural apathy right now? I, this is kind That's of what question. I feel. Yeah. But I feel like people are far less engaged. Yes. I feel like. Nobody gives a fuck about pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. And for some things that's, I mean, some people think it's good. I don't know if it's exactly good, but for example, for comedy, I think you can say anything you want on stage anymore. I don't think there's anything taboo. Talk about any subject, it doesn't matter. I don't think anybody's getting canceled, thrown out, whatever. On stage. Sure. On stage. Right. Yeah. On stage. Yeah. I, it, where there was a time five years ago where it was like, oh my God, you're taking that opinion? That's fucking dangerous. What's wrong with you? You're crazy. I think that time is, is kind of done. I think there's an overall apathy. I think there's global economic collapse, mm -hmm. right? At our doorstep, nobody cares. One phone call maybe to a friend like, yo, is Chase going down? <laughs> no, okay, no. Right, right, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Like don't even make me look into it. Yeah. I have a group chat with three friends where we didn't even Google. 
We hit our one friend, yeah. and he was like, no, nah, you're good. Chase then is good. We took his word for yeah. it. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? He was right, actually. He was so, right. Yeah, yeah. So why is there this cultural apathy? Why do you think? You don't have to give us the, the actual answer. Obviously, it's hard to prove. Why do you think we just don't care Adam, right now? I mean, it's, again, atomization. Uh, at, I would say atomization is probably it, number one. As in, don't everybody- do that shit where you people, say a word and uh, act like we know what it is. You <laughs> so just made I that went up. to science. Yeah. You made that up. Splitting I'm still thinking of jingoism. Google, Google, Google it. <laughs> you made that up. Google it. What is Google, atomization? Google atomization. Is that atomization when you take your rib out to make some pussy and then you fuck atomization it? Atomization is, give me, give me an official definition. But my atomization. like- Atomization. It's lonely being yeah, off by myself. breaking bonds in substances to obtain its content atoms in a gas phase. So basically, breaking apart. No, because it's breaking apart from a collective whole. So as in, when I say atomization- if up, I wouldn't believe in it. All right. You can say that word with them teeth, and I'm just like, nah, this guy's smart, bro. Look at his perfect ass It's teeth. all in the teeth. Yes, it uh, is. All right, so I would say it's individualism. So, for example, like when we look at uh, the number of friends that men uh, report having, the number has dropped from, I believe it was like four to five close friends 20 years ago. Mm. Now it's significantly higher percentage of one and zero. The zero number has actually gone up the highest. This gets back to the single that's male scary. problem. That's yes. very scary. Well, the other thing is- No, uh, that's not true. Men, They're friends with Andrew Tate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> men though are losing interest in almost all of society. And this is what I worry about the most. So, you know, people look at, people talk about suicide rate, right? Yes. People are looking at, uh, they're like, oh, social media is driving teen girls suicide. I'm not saying it's not a problem, but males commit suicide at four times the rate that women do. Oh. Or if you look at right now- We're better. College. Okay, I, go ahead. <laughs> no, well, we're, we're actually better, better at killing ourselves. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. We're right. gonna be better. Well, so we you... use more lethal. Actually, the real reason is that most men shoot themselves in the head, and then women. There's something about the way that women. I don't. By the way, suicide hotline, etc. If you need help, do that. Okay, so. <laughs> I, don't, uh, uh, let's, I don't need to be. Hey like, guys, yeah. if you're going through something yeah. right now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just put on some fucking yeah. Ocean's Avenue, yeah. and you're gonna feel so better. Actually, yeah. Ocean's Avenue is a great song. So, if I was feeling suicide, I would play that. If you're thinking about doing it, (laughs) do what I do. Just cover one eye with some hair and go out there and take on the day. I should have known better. Okay, come on, dude. If Ryan Shackler can do it, you can do it. Wait, can you, Miles, can you look up the uh, ways that men kill themselves and the way that women kill themselves? So, from what I understand it, women are more likely to take pills, something that uh, doesn't involve, like, I guess yeah. like messing with their beautification. It's cuter. Because like if you think about it, I mean, it's like a gruesome act. Like if blow this doesn't work brains. out, I still want to be pretty. Yeah. No, so but like there, there's something about that where yeah, they're, like, yeah, they're yeah. much more likely to like, take pills and like yeah. men are just very much more likely to uh, reach for the gun. We're gun. efficient. We're so very efficient. The problem people. with that though is the male suicide rate is very high. Single men are dropping out of college at a history. By the way, the gender disparity right now in college is fucking insane. We're talking like 60 40 for incoming freshman classes. Yeah, but isn't this like we're. We've realized that it's just not worth it. Yeah, but that's not a pro- that's a problem though, because a lot of women who have college degrees do not want to date men who don't have college degrees until this they is- make some money. Okay, but that's the issue, right? Yeah, Which yeah. is that when you don't have a four year college degree, you're not going to make enough money to be a desirable mate. And oh. so, right now, in terms of what we're seeing, a lot of women who have college degrees, even if they are willing to marry somebody who doesn't have a college degree, that person needs to be like a very high earner. Are like women making hundred fifty to two hundred thousand? Are women making more than men now at a younger age? So that's a great point. So you know, ten years ago, what did we hear? Lean in, lean in, wage gap, wage gap, wage gap. The wage gap right now is bullshit. Like, uh, you can pull this up, Miles, please, which is that women are out That's earning your Miles men. right there. Okay. Come on, bro. Uh, I feel like you've been all dis- right, all right. I've been uh, Googling my ass off. And women, just been- all right, women now out earning men in major cities. This, this is, is good. Yeah, okay, but we solved it. 
Like we're good. Yeah. We don't need to hear it anymore. Like now we have a actual gender disparity crisis yes. of boys and men are like not going to college, making less money, killing themselves at high rates, don't have, yeah, there you go. In New York City, young women, young women now out earn men, especially under 30. The way that everybody talks about to the wage fair, gap right now. And I, I agree with you, yeah. but to be fair, this says in 22 of 250 cities. That means in 10% of cities. Yeah, but what rates. percent GDP is concentrated in those 22 cities? Like we're looking at New York City, Chicago, yeah. San Francisco. Man out earning women in Jacksonville. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Say what you're talking You can't really say concentrated, but you got me on that point, though. I don't know what cities it is. You gotta look it up. That wasn't even concentrated. What did I say? Conflict? What is it? It was um, something. Yeah. My hair five, dropped bro. on that one. GDP. I like uh, that. Yeah. All right. Ooh, I about to call the suicide yeah. hotline, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Listen, it's not good. I, like I hate that we have no You got mad at me for saying no bless oblige. What does that mean? What do you think it means? No bless oblige? It, no bless oblige. Break it down. No bless? No bless oblige. Oblige is like obligated. Obligation. So what's no bless? Nobility. So it's like the obligation of nobility. So the idea of noblesse oblige is the responsibility I of pr pr so privileged people to, to act with generosity. <laughs> the idea was is that if you were, it's like that with great power comes great responsibility. Let them eat So cake. it's like, no, actually it's the opposite of let them eat cake. <laughs> Yo, you're a uh, fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey dude, stop acting like you know things, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a guy that knows things right here and let's just fucking listen yeah. to him and explain our French thing. Be like there's no pussy getting guys That's just kill yourself, bro. <laughs> Come on, dude. That that time I knew I was wrong, for the record. And the other time I really thought hey, I got stop it. Stop being defensive about it, dude. Just fucking okay, let it happen, bro. Oh, no. God. Yeah, it's I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Let down all your ideas, bro. <laughs> no, we got one here. That's thank God. No bless oblige, bro. Come on. All right, guys, let's take a break for a second because uh, Manscaped is expanding. Yes, they've got your balls and dick looking amazing. They have the best ball and dick trimmers in the business, Gooch too, maybe even some thighs if you're Greek. They can make your penis look so absolutely delicious in such a quick amount of time. Incredible, but you know what else they're gonna do? Not only does your dick look good, something else needs to look good first so that your partner can get to your dick. That, that dude that you're smashing out, or that chick, okay? And you know what that is? Your beard, man, your beard. Yeah, you got a beautiful dick, it's delicious, but if your beard is looking crazy, no girl's gonna go down there and just fucking throat that thing. You need a beard that's gonna make the woman or man you love open their throat, open their throat for you. The point that I'm trying to make is Manscaped has got you. Now listen to this copy. Gentlemen, meet the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It is the ultimate package that makes it easier than ever to craft your signature look. It all starts with the cordless electric beard trimmer. The beard trimmer is tough on air, but smooth on your face. This waterproof cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. The Pro Kit also comes with four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. This includes Manscapes, beard shampoo and conditioner, beard oil, beard balm, 
Style and shimmer your new beard. Plus the kit has three gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors. Guys, you're gonna get all this. And 20% off and free shipping with our code flagrant at manscaped.com. Think about that, manscaped.com. Use our promo code flagrant, 20% off and free shipping, and your balls, your dick, and your beard are gonna look immaculate. Thank us later. Now let's get back to the show. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break for a second because God forbid, God forbid, God forbid you get into an accident. God forbid. God forbid you get into an accident. You might be entitled for some money if you do. You might be entitled for some money. You get into this horrible car accident, it's not your fault. You're entitled for something. There are plenty of different ways where you injure yourself and you're entitled for something. You could be getting some real money, especially if you're working with Morgan & Morgan, the absolute best in the business. Unfortunately, you can't sue for haircuts. I've asked them. I've asked them explicitly, they say no. But you might not have the same predicament that I do. You might be entitled for something and Morgan Morgan has made the process of finding out if you can so easy. It's not even like calling a law firm, it's like using an app. That's how simple it is. Submitting a claim to Morgan and Morgan, it's like ordering takeouts. Okay, that's what it feels like. With Morgan and Morgan you can submit a claim without ever having to leave the couch. In eight clicks or less, you can submit a claim to Morgan & Morgan. Why do you wanna do it with them? Well, because they have over $15 billion recovered for clients. Morgan & Morgan is a proven track record of fighting to get you full and fair compensation. Morgan & Morgan is America's largest injury law firm. They have over 100 offices nationwide and more than 800 lawyers, I'm telling you right now. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash flagrant or dial pound law. That's pound 529 from your cell phone. That's forthepeople.com slash flagrant or pound law. Pound 529 from your cell. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, wait a minute. You were saying, <laughs> yeah. so young kids are being gay or something. Mm. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if that, well, that's a separate issue. Wait, uh, are they? Okay. What? Is there a higher rate? <laughs> oh, it, I mean, you can, if you guys want to get into it, we can look at the uh, Finish, finish uh, this point. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Dude, finish this point. Come on with the stats, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, hit us with the fucking stats, dude. Yeah. How many young pole smokers do we have in America? Yeah. You just gotta What's power through. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta power through. Yeah. through. All right. and eventually, are you describing gay sex? Yeah. <laughs> what exactly are you trying Keep to say? Actually, through. Here's a good one. Yeah. Young, what young is a good one? Young people are having dramatically less sex than they ever have before. Old people, too. So. <laughs> Married people, people who live in Soho, people who do podcasts instead yeah. of money. Wait, can someone pull those stats up for me? Someone? Uh, what do you mean yeah, someone? Bro, I'm right Wait, here. Are you doing, doing the screen? Yes, yes bro. Are you doing the screen? Yes. I can't tell. Hey, Come stats on. Walla. God, pull those <laughs> Don't call me a stats Walla. Don't call me a stats Walla. Wait, on, you, really should do, you really should do screen mirroring because yeah, it's con- it sucks. Yo, yeah, yeah, no. Yo, look yo. this shit up, bro. Look yo, this shit up. Yo, Sog, we good. Don't come to me, bro. Don't come to me, bro. Chill out. Yeah, you yeah, really how does it feel when Indians outsource, yo? How does it feel when you get outsourced too, white boy? Dude. Oh, dude. Fucking take that. Take that. All right, so what do we got? Come on, bro. 
What'd you write? Why is Sauter so gay? Why is he? What's the answer? Tom Jr. blasts load at Texas journalist. Look at Wait a minute. You're from Texas and you're a journalist? You got me. What a coincidence, dude. Come on, bro. Come on, dude. Someone tell me another song. Pull up the amount, not men having sex, just young people having less sex. So there is actually... Young people are engaging in like less risky activity. Young people are having less sex. They're not. Uh, you think it's possible young people are just being honest now because that's valuable? That's possible. Like actually, in the 80s, look, if you were young, not, not getting any pussy, you were like, nah, I'm getting all the pussy. Yeah, but the teen pregnancy rate was actually pretty. Well, I guess if you think about it, abortion was legal then, so I don't, I don't actually know. There you go. Why today's teens are having so much less sex. I don't know if they young are. Young people bro. in America are having less sex than young people used to. Courtship and sexual changes have frequently accompanied disruptive technologies. Yeah, smartphones. I don't blame be- technology, actually. I'm not sure that that's right. What's your I, I really don't know. I, I think a lot of it comes down to like just it's like you said. There's like a lack of national vision project. Well, they're like also drinking less. They're doing less into. drugs. Well, no, they're doing Bro. more pot. They're doing more pot, less drinking. Bro, th- this is it with the sex and the courtship. All right, hit me, <laughs> dude. No, come on. Yeah, 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 come yeah, on. Yeah, Can yeah. I explain it, dude? Yeah. It's in the '80s. Most guys didn't know how good dick tasted. Right. Right. Well. That bombed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. oh, so bad, bro. I lost my accent. Yeah. <laughs> I lost so bad, I lost my accent. No, I think what it is is... Clip it. Clip it. Back in the day before social media, girls had access to the dudes that would hit on them. Right? They couldn't just be with an NBA star because you have to be fucking shameless to be with an NBA star. You have yeah, to be shameless. True. You have to go to their hotel. You have to like go wait to the yellow pages. <laughs> no self-respecting girl is going to go to a guy's hotel right. room and yeah. just wait. But that's how you met them back in the day. Right? <laughs> or you like knew another famous person. Hopefully you were invited to some party where maybe they were there and then you shamelessly approached mm-hmm. them. Now they're just DMing you. So the average girl has access to so many more uh, successful guys than they did back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, younger guys are competing with NBA stars. Younger guys are competing with you know singers and rappers and all this other shit. And it's a lot more difficult. Well, for there's them. something to that. I think Top that's 10% it. It's of men on social media, uh, no, yeah, it just on makes dating sense. apps, get like ninety percent of the swipe. I, someone needs to pull Whatever up the it is. stats. The point yeah. is, the point is this: is yeah. back in the day when someone, someone needs to pull up those stats. <laughs> they gave a little somebody wink was good in his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walla, Listen, he wouldn't even look at. He's like someone. Indians like if servants, someone had a mirrored yeah. display that we could easily find <laughs> it. <laughs> I see him yeah, getting no, more racist quick, real quick. this episode. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to bring it out of you. But real quick, okay. what happened initially was when the dating apps came out, like I have buddies that like, you know, some of my like close friends, mm-hmm. they had more fascinating sex lives than I did. Hmm. And I was on TV hmm. and I actually had like some clout. Yeah. But just from swiping, they were having fucking threesomes, foursomes. It was a meat market it, it, when dating apps first came yes. out. So like, what was it, 2011, I guess? Well, yes. it was yeah. cr- people just meeting up, right, right to the house, fuck, this is a great thing because girls don't need to feel the public shame, uh, right? You don't have to tell yes. any of your friends right. what dominates a woman's sex life, right. public humiliation yes. or shame, right? right? Oh, you fucked all those people. A guy goes right to your house, fucks. If you like it, you keep doing it. You if you don't like it, you move on, right? There's right. no shame, that, that, that body never happened, mm. right? So they could just have all this anonymous <laughs> sex. <laughs> Here's why. Yeah. All right, stop it, Mark. Stop that's it. the only thing I can find. That's the only thing I can find. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway. So the point is, what I'm trying to say is, like, initially, girls do that, and then they realize, oh, we're just getting meat marketed. We're upset. 
and then they reject that. So the first year was fucking insane. Just I'm telling pandemonium. You. It was yeah. first few years. Maybe the first. I mean, you remember it. Yeah. It was the was easiest. So I was in, in college during this. To get I feel like I missed it. Yeah, <laughs> shockingly easy, right? My friends who had not, no fame at all, way more interesting sex lives. Yeah. I'd worked my whole life to be able to fuck <laughs> whenever I wanted, and my boy Jamil was working at Expedia. <laughs> Pounding puss like a fucking Rolling Stone. It was unbelievable what he was going through. And I think that girls got tired of that. And they're like, God, wait, I'm not supposed to be used box right. when I also have NBA players in my DMs. Ah, Do you okay. see what I'm saying? Yes, so yes, the yes, adjustment yes. kind of happens. Right. I think that's completely reasonable. Now, those girls are gonna hit an age where they might still be single and then they go, oh God, these guys won't take me seriously. And then the age of settling down just might get adjusted. So we do know the age of settling down has gone, has moved forward. We know that what the average marital age now, it's like he's like 28. Uh, if somebody wants to look that up. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You call him Mark. You yeah, can't yeah. say Mark. You can't say Mark. Nah. If, he dis if he does a mirror display that we can't. All right, what do we got? <laughs> why, yeah, why we got 27 and 29. I was fucking right. So if we average that out, it's 28. So 27 <laughs> years old for women, 29 Dude, years old like for men. Uh, this Never is wrong. this is significantly higher though uh, than what it was. Also though, there's ah, man. I'll take it back to Charles Murray. He wrote a great. By the way, that's a whole other he who must not be named. But Charles Murray, um, is he the was, bell curve guy. Yeah, he's the bell curve. Yikes. guy. So he's gotten in trouble. He did write a great book, which was yeah. Biden's favorite book. So I'll just put that out there. Yeah. Uh, called Coming Apart. And <laughs> what he points out is the. <laughs> Why are you laughing, bro? Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's 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 Why are you laughing? He's at that? Coming apart is what America's doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, he called it at the time. So yeah. what he pointed out is that let's say pre-World War II. Is that what II, he meant? Like literally yeah, no. C-U-M-I-N-G apart? No. 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 Oh, apart. I thought we're like everybody's an incel, so we're not fucking, well, we're literally coming apart. What he was saying is that America was splitting apart. And what he pointed oh. out is that we are How having the fuck basically. Did you think that's what he was saying. <laughs> I said it as a joke first, and yeah. then you said it again. I no, was like, you oh said, my that's God. what America's doing right now. And I said, yeah, we are coming apart. We're technically that's what coming whole, apart. Well, I guess both ways we're coming apart. Okay. So, coming apart. <laughs> are we coming apart? <laughs> we are coming apart. Why can't apart? we come together? <laughs> dude, why can't. Hey, Mark, why don't you bring up some porn so we could just come together? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, wait, this. Do you uh, pull up the uh, God? What's it called? The the Charles Murray quiz. I forget exactly what it oh, is. Oh, let's not do that um, here. Oh, you don't have to take it now. I'm just saying people should go and check the bubble quiz. That's what it is. Do you anyway. want to do want to do an IQ quiz? Huh? Is that? Huh? Yeah. Oh, I'd be happy to. Me and Dude, you know who loves this Charles Murray book? What? Fucking Jews and Indians <laughs> <laughs> love this. Charles. I wonder why. Not the highest the IQs just tend to love the Charles Murray book. There's no no endorsement of the bell curve. Yeah. Just saying, yeah, 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 with yeah, yeah. coming apart, what yeah, he pointed yeah. out is that the way that we meet our spouses today is radically different than almost all of human society. So yeah. pre-World War II, what happened is when you were growing up in your town, yeah. you're probably growing up in a rural community, 20,000 people, the available mates that you had to select, it didn't really have anything to do with education. It was like, yeah, we get along pretty well. We're like yeah. 17, we're just gonna get married. Yeah. Then what happens? <clears throat> World War II, the greatest internal migration in modern American history. Mm. 10 million people join the army. They move all around. They go to San Francisco, New York. They meet all these people. They start businesses when they come back with their buddies, blah, blah, blah. So all of a sudden, we have a great resorting. We get more income. When you get more income, what happens? You usually are going to go for higher cultural taste, usually. So you go to college. So once you go to college, you want to meet somebody else who's gone to college. Murray's point is that that's like selective mating. So what we did is we went from community-level mating to then 
university level sorting. And now what we're having is multiple, gen multiple generations of that type of sorting. So for example, parents who went to college, they have kids. Those kids then are going to even better colleges. Those kids are marrying kids who went to those same colleges. Their kids are going to like the Ivy League or whatever. Like they're totally out of step though with people who did never entered that rat race. That's what the coming apart idea is. So the idea and the whole bubble quiz is basically about if you are second, third generation, upper middle class, you have almost nothing in common with somebody who is multi-generation, did not go to college, lives five miles from their mom in Appalachia. You probably have more in common with somebody in the UK, in Paris. You probably all watch the same TV show. So mm. one of the things that he talks about in the bubble quiz, he's like, have you ever watched like NCIS? And it's like, no, like, but guess what? NCIS is the most popular show in the whole country. Yeah, there's 40 like different 15 cities. 15 million people. And it's like, but if, but we, we all probably watch The Last of Us, right? Or mm -hmm. something like that. Like The Last of Us, White Lotus. That's prestige TV. That's only X million people, but those people are all the cultural tastemakers. So the point that Murray makes is that coming apart is a multi-generational class difference, as in whether you shop at Whole Foods is a very good predictor of whether you voted for a Democrat or not. Whether you even have a Whole Foods in your neighborhood is a pretty good predictor of your political affiliation. Whether, like for example, oh, Branson, this is my favorite one. What does the name Branson mean to you guys? Missouri. What do you guys think? Okay, so you said Missouri, what do you think? Branson. The Virgin yeah. Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. For me, Richard, Richard Branson. Yeah, Richard, Richard Branson. Branson. Yeah, you actually subtract points, you're more in the bubble if you say Richard Branson. You fucking you're not like in the bubble if you say Branson, tricks? Missouri. Branson, Missouri is like the fucks. Yeah, it's like a country music. I'm the everyman. I had no idea. I'm like, where the fuck you is Branson, Missouri? Sex I don't even know what this is. They God ride duck damn, boats around. Dog. Yeah. So yeah, you're like, about river music casinos, you fucks. But but so you're just more you, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you're more dumb. No, he's more I'll say a sentence. He's more <laughs> tough. I'm in a bubble, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Go, like, bubble boy, bubble boy. Have you ever had a family member who served in the military? You're less likely to be in the bubble. Like any connection with, have you ever, one of the questions is like, have you ever walked on a factory floor? Do you have any, have you ever been sore from working, a, from working about so, your job, like physical labor? I have some pushback on this. Okay. I think it's a very interesting theory. Mm -hmm. And I think that the internet completely neutralizes it. What do you mean? There is a cultural homogeny that has been created by the internet. When I was younger and I grew up in New York and I would go to school in California, the way that we dressed was different, the way we spoke totally, was totally, different, totally. the way that we interacted with people was different, the way that we shook hands was different, like every, the way that we danced was different. Even it, talk, honestly. Everything, yeah, yeah. literally yeah. everything was different. It was yeah. so obvious, it was painfully obvious that I was from New York when I was in Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. Now this next generation of kids, they all use the same slang. They all have the same dance moves. They all have the same outfits. They can buy the same clothing because they get everything from the internet. Yeah. The, the disparity of a kid who grows up in New York and a kid that grows up in, maybe Florida isn't the exact example because if you have like a very strong cultural stranglehold, like San Francisco hip hop culture has like a really unique cultural stranglehold. But you're not, uh, it's not so different. It's not so strange and it's not so obscure. And I think that's what the internet does, kind of like really brought us See, all together. I think brought you're kind us of making my point though, which is that what I'm talking about is class homogeneity, as in- I think it crosses class because uh, most yeah, people I, have access to the internet. So, so I don't. I, I think that like, for example, youth, yeah. not, not us. Mm, mm. I think you gotta look at the youth. The youth isn't watching White Lotus. That's true. Maybe they're watching Last of Us because they played the video game. Right. But they're not watching White Lotus. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. White Lotus is like some coastal elite yeah. shit that like we think everybody watches, nobody fucking show. watches. Great, great show. show. Yeah, great and, show. And yeah. an awesome show, yeah. but the reality is most people yeah, don't right. know what the fucking talking about. Most people have no idea what it is. Yeah. And, it, and even the show in, in, in its essence is like a, 
wouldn't it be nice to go, yeah, go to, to Sicily? <laughs> like, it's just such an elitist thing. Like, bad things happen when you go on vacation, yeah. right? Like, it's just a naughty, what a naughty idea, right? These people are working at a factory, like, vacation? Yeah, they're like, my vacation is going to fucking yeah. Disney World. My mom is yeah. leukemia. Yeah. <laughs> Disney World is a dream trip for, yeah. for most yeah, people. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. It's like a big thing. So yeah. I just think that the younger generation, they're going to grow up knowing everything about one another. Mm. And they are not going to be surprised that if there's a TV show, I think like when you look at even like meme culture, meme culture is going to decide which shows are hot or not. Yes. I don't see White Lotus memes. Right. I see Last of Us. I see The Boys. I see all these other things. So I'm very curious what happens to this theory in 10 years. I'm, I, I still think that class is just, okay, for example, if this were true, then we wouldn't see, then we would see declining rates in college, like attending college, like the elite markers of institutions. All of those still really exist. Like most young kids who are upper middle class still really want to go to college. Like, yes, less, but they still want to go to the Ivy League institutions. They mm -hmm. still want to be a doctor, or be in finance, be in start, any high prestige kind of activity. And those people, by and large, are the people who run the country. They have all the money. They are the but cultural tastemakers. I do think there's well, well, some some are and now some these, aren't. These poor people are, you know, they're like, well, fuck, I'm gonna go to school and I'm gonna work in a gap like my older brother. Right. He's stacked with these crazy. But loans. that's because a lot of people started going to college. Some 42% of America, or yeah, I think 42% of Americans have attended a four-year college degree institution. Part of the problem with the student loan forgiveness thing is that it's not really solving the root of the problem, as in, this is part of why I was against it. If you wipe out the debt today, it will have the same level of debt in five years. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The like issue what? isn't the debt. The yeah. issue is that it's The worthless. system is fucking rigged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like these people like uh, Princeton, for example, Princeton is a great example, uh, did a whole thing on this. They have enough money to admit every single kid for free and still make a profit off their endowment. Yes. They just don't do it. Can you real quick can. explain an endowment? Okay, so a university endowment, universities are nonprofit, technically nonprofit. They have nonprofit status, which means that they are able to take extra money that they generate and put it into managed funds like the stock market, mm. LPs in venture capital, fucking et brilliant. So Basically, all the money a school makes, yes. they can extra put money. into extra money yeah. after they pay for obviously right. all the buildings or whatever, they can put into a fund yes. and invest that fund. And for example, I think Harvard's fund is worth- There you go, 53.2 billion. 53 which billion Which I believe dollars. is more than some small African nation so in look, terms of their GDP. 53 billion, let's say you're yeah. very conservative, you're making 5% on 53 right. billion. Uh, StatWallet, can you do that real quick? Can you <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you do five percent? I'm sure you can find a chart too of Harvard endowment yeah. growth over the year. But Harvard, yeah, um, like Harvard, million, Yale, Princeton, all these million? other, yeah, these people so are printing. Money. So that's 250 right. million dollars that they're making just in interest yes. a year off the principal, right. off the principal, yeah. right? So what and if you just reinvested that into right. the students that are going? But they there? don't, and that actually, and then the limited amount that what they, do, they do, they do do it is they give it to teachers that go sneak viruses over to China. Oh, that's what they even do. worse. <laughs> I wish right? they, they I go, wish they were doing that because at least that would be scientific. What they're actually they did doing? Do that, no? It, well, they wasn't did he do that. sneaky, little sneaky um, guy? Well, actually, I don't know if that was China. That was more NIH funding. Anyway, the problem is they're actually mostly hiring diversity, equity, and inclusion staffers, well, to like Andrew, administrators. To tie up, but I think Andrew's yeah. point, there is a lot of validity to it, yeah. but to, to Sagar's point, where does most of the cultural immersion happen and the like elitist ideas and like uh, progress and equity, right. equality, what equality, it happens in college. Yes. When you're immersed for four years in this like-minded thing, yes. and we have kept a lot of 
uh, lower income people from that. There is well, a barrier to entry that, that keeps them from There's that. now generations of that. So we yeah. now had people who went to college, raised their kids in that, then sent their kids to that. It's like a self-fulfilling and prophecy. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I, I've said this story before, yeah. but when I did shows in Toledo, Ohio and saw Toledo, mm. everything about how Trump got elected made sense Of to course. Me. They don't see it as, we see it as yeah. racism. Right. They see it as this was once a city that had jobs yes. and factories and now there's nothing and so when you say make America great again, that means something to me beyond racism. Right. Well, exactly. And it's just generations of this if thing. If you're living that you in about. Soho, here in Soho, if you're in New York, like, listen, your idea of the world, this is actually part of what drives me crazy, which is like, all I'm at, they, those people, they know that they are hated by the cultural elites. I, by and large, they have, they're very aware of what's going on in San Francisco, New York, whatever. They're just like, that's not really for me. But a lot of New Yorkers, San Francisco, like cultural elites, they want the people in Ohio to mm-hmm. be like them. They're like, why are you nasty? You know, people not agreeing with everything that I say. Why Why don't you like venerate my job or hold the exact same values as me? In my experience, I actually think a lot of them are much more live and let live no, today, not necessarily no 20, 30 years No person in ago. New York yeah. ever even thinks about a person yeah. in Ohio. Right, right. They don't even care if their beliefs are- Which No, is, but they pay attention to them when they vote in the election. They and they're only like, what the pay fuck attention is going on? If their vote affects- if the Ohio vote affects yes, the New York that's vote, fair. Yes, that's they're not. Yes, they're yes, not yes, that's why right, I get annoyed right. when, yeah. like, you hear when you hear these coastal elites be like, "Oh, the conservatives are voting against their right. interests." Right. You don't even know what they're interested yeah, you, in. You yeah, don't know any? You yeah, never clue. spoken to them. Yeah, yeah it's like, the fuck it, dude. There's this yeah. comic. Oh God, I gotta get his fucking name. Yeah. He had this hilarious joke about abortion. Oh, bro. Jeff. Oh, is Jeff Asmus. He has a great joke about oh, he's abortion. He's great. Liberals. He's great. Jeff. He goes. He goes. He goes. Abortion is is. He goes. It's such a conservative. Thing when you think about it, I mean, it's just dead liberals. Because <laughs> 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 we're not aborting any electricians or factory oh, workers. So we're funny. aborting theater majors, <laughs> bro. It that's is brilliant. So funny. That's good. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he's a funny gun, man. He's a funny one. He had a joke. Fuck, I'm gonna butcher it, but he basically tells everybody like he doesn't care that Britney Griner was in jail or whatever, and they're all offended. He goes, "Oh, you guys really care about Britney Griner?" They all start clapping. He goes, "Hey, quick question: What team does Britney yeah, Griner yeah. play for?" Right. No, and then no one yeah, answers in the entire audience. Yeah. I, I, I fucked it up, but it's a great know. bit. Look yeah, it up so you can see it done yeah. better than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool to see comedy coming from a conservative angle. I wouldn't even call that conservative. I would say that's anti-establishment. Or anti, like, uh, what would you call it? Fair like enough. Anti, uh, yeah, but that's important, right? Which is that- I cons- love it! Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. I think you need it all. Uh, it, it can't be too, I don't know. One I of my fu- favorite, the way of when I found you guys was that viral clip of somebody, Comedy Central executives losing their job. And oh, you're like, yeah. You're like, I don't want yeah, 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 to yeah. celebrate anybody losing their job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I just started dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing on That was like three years ago or whatever. Now like, yo, this is funny as hell. Now they, now they all work at Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was great. That was, that was great so clip, much fun. Man. Well, you've always been kind to Netflix execs as well. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love, I love everybody. You know what I mean? I'm like Kanye, you know? <laughs> now, you said New Yorkers don't think about people in the middle of the country or yeah, like conservative states, but I do feel like there's a general feeling of disdain. And of I feel like that's what you're talking that's about. That's what I'm talking about. It's like yeah. disgust. Like, it's like yeah. what Andrew yeah. said. Whenever they Dude, said they're voting against your interests. Yeah, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's apathy maybe? Like a, I, I, I feel like apathy. it's disdain. I say I'm yeah. from Florida on stage and people just go, ugh. 
Really? Yeah, yeah like immediately. Huh. There's well, a, I'm saying I'm, that to you. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it's get the it. Hair. It's the hair. Florida is its own unique thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The way that Americans feel, and Americans, look how fucking yes. arrogant that yeah. is. The way yeah. that Talk New that Yorkers shit. feel about like flyover states Nebraska, or whatever it is, Nebraska, uh, Nebraska yeah. whatever, is uh, they, it's, it's pure condescension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're it right. is like yeah, it's how could you live yeah. there? Oh, like, why adorable. would you do that? You're from Indiana, right. yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's so, a nice place. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like worse than disdain. Yeah, disdain right. means that like you actually have a feeling. Like I think someone. about it a lot. Yeah, yeah. like uh, you're, you're you're chewing yeah. on it. You're stewing on it. Like this is just like why would yeah, you? Why'd you? Why'd you? And it's but it's really dumb. To be honest, yeah, it's, it's stupid because they've never been over there. They haven't seen life over there. And what I think is hilarious is like now these coastal elites love watching Yellowstone and oh, shit like dude. that. Like they're just finding out like it's nice. Like, to did walk. you know how nice it is out west? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I did. The actually. second yeah, they yeah. move, the yeah. se- have you ever talked to somebody who moved to like Charlotte oh, yes, from New York? Yes, yeah. They Hunt. can't believe everybody's yeah. not living yeah, over there. Dude, it, life is so yeah, much yeah. better. It's so it's easy. Like, I, I bet you feel this way. Yeah. Like I went to Austin. Yes. Some guy was like, "Hey, bro, I love your show." He goes, "Welcome to Austin." He's wearing like a pearl necklace, and, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Hey, when did you move here?" And yeah, he's like, yeah, two yeah, years yeah, ago." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I'm born and raised in Texas, yeah. but yeah, thank I you. I, I appreciate it. I resent yeah. Austin. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. welcome yeah. to my yeah. city. I resent yeah, yeah. Austin because it's a bunch of coastal elites yeah. still still looking down on Texas while yeah. living in Texas. Like, it, it, it's fun. It's a fun city now. It, it's a it's a good place to be. I mean, when I was growing up, Austin, you cucks. I, look, I mean, it's one of those where I don't know why it's not okay to be coastal. Like, listen, I like fucking White Lotus. I, behave, just, I like, I don't like even know it. coffee. I don't know. Yeah. Austin. You're the reason why guns can't be legal. I don't know Austin. <laughs> you are the reason. I don't know Austin. No, no. When did you start going Austin? No. 2009? Yeah. When, when did you start going Austin? Wait, wait, how, were you vacationing there? Yeah, we went to Austin all the time. Well, no, four or five times as kids. To, okay. to do what? Drink? No, I went to the party were a couple times. I went to the party a couple tournaments. times. That's why I went. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, if you're in Texas, it's three hours from Dallas. Yeah. So I it was a trip you, that we took. I bet you I've been to Austin more than you. Nah, you have not. You said you went four or five times as a kid. Yeah. And then since then? Three times in the past year, I guess. I think I've been just as many times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe more times, yeah, to he, be honest. But he changed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them are kind of backing yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, but it's like the weakest times, debate ever. Yeah, yeah. You've been more times in the past like, three years. I've been yes. to Austin yeah. more. No, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where would this rank on your debate contest? Uh, pretty late. Yeah, no, so pretty late. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Uh, is, Austin, is Austin a fucking first world city? No. Does it have some interesting things going on? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is actually a good transition to Rogan's Club. Oh, yeah. What'd you guys think? It was awesome. It was awesome. Awesome, man. So I was there on Saturday. Awesome. I was lucky. Actually, my dad uh, had an accident and hurt his leg, so I had to go back to Texas because my mom was in India. But I was back there, so I I went to go back to help him out just before she could come. And I was happy to be there, and I was flying out of Austin. So I was like, hey, man, I'm flying out on Sunday. Like, dude, invited me to the club. Holy shit, it was awesome. I've heard it's crazy. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Well, it's fun for me as an audience. I mean, you guys get to perform, right? Yeah. Like, I actually get to like take it in and be yeah. with the audience. Man, it was it was fun. Yeah. It's just like the comedy store. It, it is. Really is. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's it's an amazing thing. Okay. First of all, I was like very against Austin being a possible comedy city. Interesting. I just didn't yeah. think the math worked out. Uh-huh. I was like, there's like three hundred thousand people now. I think there might be like a million people live in Austin. It's like metro blowing area. up. But like, you want to pull that up? <laughs> <laughs> Initially, the, the population des- density yeah. just wasn't there, in, in my opinion, for what I thought right. would be there. Right. And then an interesting thing happened. Like, oh wow, what is it? 
2.2 million. So this is crazy, yeah. right? Wow. Now, interesting thing happens. Austin has 2 million people. It has no professional sports teams. Yes. I don't consider the soccer team like a professional the UT is team. massive. Well, but it's not professional. Yes. It's a college team. Yes. That's fine, but not professional. The only professional sport they have is comedy. That's good. Oh, comedy right. has become the professional sport. Now, add on the fact that there is already a culture of going out to listen to music. Yeah, live music. That is how people party. That right. is how people, you go to the bar, you listen to music. It is normal for them. And it's always been that way. And it's yeah. always been that way. So it's normal for them to just go out and indulge in live entertainment. You don't have to like train them that that's part of their life. Mm. There are some cities where you have to train them. There's a reason why the comedy clubs right now in New York, right? You have the Comedy Cellar, we have the Village Lantern, where we were perform at. They're all in the same area. What mm. else? happens in that era, there's live entertainment, right? Right, And so when people were going for live entertainment, oh, maybe sense. I check out comedy, maybe sense. I check out music, right? right? But training a people that it is normal to go to a comedy show takes fucking time. Hmm. Yeah. That's not quick. Yeah, Miami, I don't know if they have like a live music scene. Like, let's go out and listen to but music. But you guys did well in Miami. I, I attended that show, I loved it's it. It's a little bit yeah. different because uh, we're we're not the average okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes kind sense. of person. Right? You're like, starting out at it. Exactly, yeah. okay. right? Yeah. What I would say about Miami yeah. is a perfect example. Like Miami is, Latin Americans version of America in the same way that like Hawaii is Asians version of America. Mm -hmm. So the things that exist and are popular in Latin America are gonna succeed yes. in Miami. Makes sense. Baseball, yes, we're into it. Soccer, we're into it. Yeah, club Bas nights, going out and dancing clubs, and shit. Yes. Basketball, right. Right. heat games are empty. Yes. Because basketball's not, it's not part of the a cultural totally thing in Latin America, right? right? And you'll see the yeah. exact same thing happen in Hawaii. So you have this group of people that like going out, they like being entertained. It's like perfect for that, right? You have these clubs that start to get built up and then you have the biggest name in media that moves there and he's like, I'm gonna put everything into this fucking club. And he makes this great club. The crazy thing, a lot of people don't even know this about the club. It's like, Rogan's like, I don't even care if it makes money. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's like, I just wanted to break even. You can't compete with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You can't, it's like, yeah. it's, he, he goes, I just want it. I just want it to break even. Think about that. Yeah. He doesn't need it to make money. Dude, he won't let me say what it is, but yeah. he said I could talk kind of about it. But the way that he's paying comics- It's bananas. Bro. Bananas. It's like, it's just complete game changer. Huh. Like, I don't know how the other That's clubs awesome. will react yeah. because they're in it to make money. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's developed a model where it's like, he, it's like he doesn't want to make but money. But to be fair, he's like, I'm still gonna do the Vulcan, I'm still gonna do like Bro, Creek in the Cave. Which is the uh, sweetest uh, thing. So, so which is very nice, he does not have so to do that. Here's yeah, the, like, here's the other, this is the yeah. other thing that's crazy. This yeah. is. If you work at the club, a lot of people that work at the club are comics, you can check out of your shift to go to a spot <laughs> and then come back in. in. another place. In yeah. another place. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then come back in. And the other place can't be mad because Rogan will still perform right. at your venue. Yeah. Mm. So it's literally like Robin Hood shit. Yeah. Yes. He so like took money for Spotify and is literally distributing it to comics in, in an insane way. So it's like this crazy kind of situation that you haven't even seen before. And now you have all these other, like down the block, there's the Vulcan. Another block away, there's the Creek. There's another comedy club that's coming up a couple blocks. So in this one space, you can pop around and do five or six spots. Mm -hmm. Only New York can you do that. You can't do that in LA. Really? Oh, I guess LA, yeah, you're driving. Drive far. Yeah. You're yeah. driving, right. maybe you make it. Makes sense. It's yeah. like a trickier thing right. to do. You can hit the three clubs maybe, and then you're making what, 75 bucks in that night maybe? Yeah, in perspective, yeah. I only did the little room when I went, and yeah. I did like four shows there, and I made money on the trip. On just oh, doing so the never, little room. Yeah, just the, the yeah. Also, Andrew paid for my flight, so that helps. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even if I wasn't trying to profit, <laughs> right. it's very easy to make money. Yeah. Yeah. So that I helps. Don't care about That's it. a good business. Yeah, it's actually not bad, right? I've been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. 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 people are getting that again. 
I didn't even, even know he was getting for- paid to perform. I would have yeah. said pay for it on fucking trip down there. What is this about? Even if I did pay for it, though, I still would have made money. That's he the crazy. He Venmo request. Right? Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, it was just like... I don't know. He's he's just doing. He's creating a fuck. It's it's just an insane thing to do. And the way he described it was so cool. He was like, people always think, oh, when you're a kid and you make a bunch of money, you're like, oh, what am I gonna do with it? And you have all these crazy ideas. He literally was like, yeah, I'm just gonna do that. Yeah, I'm gonna do the thing. Dude, like, I'm gonna make a comedy club with all my friends and pay them all so. Well. I asked him. I was and like, the vibe dude, was how did, oh, awesome. I was like, why have you not been caught up in like just the the bitter like jealousy and like and like rage that so often happens within the entertainment industry? Like, it's very con- like actors fucking hate each other, comedians fucking hate. He said, like, how the hell are you just so supportive of everybody? You want everybody to win? And he was like, eh, martial arts. Because oh. he's a very competitive dude. Right, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, Rogan's a yeah. fucking insanely competitive dude. But with comedy, he's competitive, but at the same time, he wants everybody to win and everybody yeah. succeed. And he's like, it's martial arts. It's like, it's, it's a different thing happens when you're, like, training with your brothers. You guys are going at it. You're literally trying to tap each other out while at the same time helping each other get better. Get better, yeah, that makes sense. And it's like, you can do that with comedy. And that kind of made sense. It was the only thing that made sense why he was this way. You need that instilled in you from another discipline and you need proof that it works. Yes. And you do get better jujitsu when you're training with a guy that's better than you. And it doesn't take away from that guy's jujitsu. His doesn't get worse because you get better. Yes. He might even get a little bit better. Yeah. And when I kind of saw like that and we explained it like that, I was like, oh, this is this is fucking awesome. Both rooms are great. They're 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 great for different reasons. That little room is great because it allows you to to develop connection. Mm-hmm. You can learn how to like lock in with an audience. You're not necessarily just kind of speaking at them. Oftentimes in big rooms, you can get away with just speaking at them. Mm. Right? You do a theater, you're not connecting, especially if you're a young comic developing in like theaters, like you're not really connecting, right? Yeah. There's 3,000 people just laughing at you. When you have 40 people or 100 people, whatever right. that room is, you got to look them in the eyes. Right. You can't fake them. You can't be a phony in front of a small crowd. And then the big room reminds me of the store and you learn how to perform. So once you learn how to connect in that little room, now you go to the big room and you learn how to perform. You learn how to fill space. A lot of times people, you know, if you, if you only develop in small rooms, you don't know how to handle a room that has a thousand seats. Like a cacophony of- Exactly, yeah, okay. it's a yeah. different energy. You don't, know, you don't know the breathing of an audience in a room that size. You don't know how to build that tension and then like release it. You know, there are different arts that really- that rarely you're able to do both in a night. That is true. And able to see the difference Mm -hmm. in both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. So a young comic that's going to develop there is going to get like a really well-rounded experience of performance. This is the death of LA. And also, do you have any other cities where this could happen? Even if there's no Rogan, I have a, I have a possible candidate in mind, but not having Rogan could be big. So death of LA, I don't know. I, I, this is what I think. I think if the, if you're once this pay scale is out there in the world, which it will happen, it, it will once. If you're a young comic, are you going to come to New York and toil away in obscurity for four years? In destitute poverty and being in New York, rich is the shit. Being New York poor, it's not even America. I've been poor in New York. I swear, so many times I was like, "This is not America." (laughs) Like I'm sleep. There's so many fucking mice running by my face. All like, this is not the America my parents were promised. And for that same money, you were living okay, maybe in a part of Uh, Texas. In Texas, in Austin's an expensive city. In Texas, yes. 
It's you can live a good life. You can still like split life. a house with some decent guys. Life. Thirty yeah, minutes bad. out of the city. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a car. You'll have a car out there much easier. So live in a suburb. Live in Pflugerville. Drive in. Yes. Who gives a fuck? Right, right. Pflugerville is a place you would you would know if you were a Texan, yes, but it's like, it's like an hour. <laughs> Most people who just moved to Austin are like, what, Pflugerville? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you went there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. You drove through it. Yeah, yeah I drove through yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You, you're so much better at Austin. Though. I'm just, a, I'm just a real Texan. So my gripes are from a Texan. You know what I mean? No, I know, I know. But the candidate, I think, potentially. But real quick, just to finish that, 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 that idea is like, so, do you come here and then compete with the best comics in the world for stage time, which is going to be very difficult, or do you go to a new city where the best comics in the world haven't moved there yet, and the new ones <laughs> haven't gonna. developed into it yet? Their stage time. And money yep. and seven clubs without the same level of competition. So if you're a brand new comic, do you go there for four years before you come to New York? Right. Do you go there for four or five years before you go to LA and try to be, a, you know, in sitcoms or whatever the fuck you want to do? Do you learn and develop your craft in this place? It, to me, I'm like, wow, that is a very intriguing possibility. But do you think that you guys, like for the whole like iron sharpens iron, like do you think it was better off that you guys came up in cutthroat New York? For me it was. Like you made it. But I right? think you yeah. guys actually made it, which is crazy. Yes. Yeah, like. Yes, but yeah. you have to understand like most comics aren't going up against iron early mm. in their life. Mm. They're at open mics. I was. Do uh, Listen, no, but dead, you. Dead ass. You, but, but for real. And you too. And there's, we were lucky we had some people, but like one of the most valuable things we had was barking. And yeah. that means handing out tickets in exchange for stage time. Yeah. I don't know if that exists to the same level that it existed when we were there. No. Like I, every, oh, it felt like almost every club allowed you to like bark for stage time. The beauty of that is you got to go up with iron. Yes. You got to follow a Greer Barnes when you were a year in comedy and you got to see what is amazing and what is not even fucking close. When you're just doing open mics or you're doing like shows that are like, you know, privately booked shows, you're going up with people around your level, right? Right. And living with rats and destitute poverty. Yes. So it sucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. and like if you're from Indiana, do you come here and just do that for four years or do you go to Austin, develop a little bit of an act? Yeah. And then when it's ready to go up against some iron, come here. Yeah. Or and if you get lucky, you're a door guy there and then you're following Tony Hinchcliffe in and the then little you're going, yeah. yeah. Well, additionally, because Rogan has got the top th thing there, it's going to foster, I think, ideally, an environment where everybody helps everybody in that martial arts style he talked about. Yeah. That mm -hmm. didn't exist in New York. I think he helped me a lot. I tried to help as much as I could here, but like, well, there was, that was a rare unique, thing. Right? Like most, this right here. Most, most of comedy is an isolated, uh, you have blinders on, you just get funny. Mm -hmm. Austin could potentially be a community where everybody helps everybody yeah. and builds everybody. Rogan will make that happen. And they there. are though, bro. I, I, like I saw, I got off stage and like one of the door guys I'd never really met before was like, dude, here's a tag. Here's something you could maybe try with that joke. Yeah. Like it felt very communal. Huh. Yeah. Because they he all identify that, as mothership guys. They're like, yo, yeah, we are mothership dudes. They yeah. were all very cool. I got to meet some of them yeah. afterwards. I was like, damn, man. And they're all fucking funny. That, that That's actually the key. I was like, you guys are just funny. Bro, like, there's funny. hilarious like, guys yeah. out there, man. Dude, Derek, man. Who, dude, Derek's Derek, a Derek, monster. Bro. I, I told him before. I was like, dude, that so guy good. that episode, <laughs> the trans episode, uh, man. Yeah. I was like, I, I almost crashed yeah, my car. Daisy. <laughs> but yeah, no, Derek, I mean, like watching him, he fucking murdered yeah, he on the show. Derek was so, so fucking good. funny. He, he still has, so I, I won't ruin it, the TSA bit. Which oh, he does. Amazing. Amazing. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, seeing a guy like that start. So that's your like up and coming class yeah. there. And now those guys, instead of like 
thugging it out through open mics, not really knowing if the material is going to work for a real audience. Now they have sold out shows to right. go up in front of every single night. So if they're that good now, yeah. imagine what happens two years from now, three years from now. Mm -hmm. It's like- and, Yeah, and because Joe's not so concerned with making money, he's able to be like, oh, this guy is super talented, but he's not like perfect yet, but let's put him up in the little room a bunch and really like train him and get him good. Yeah. Because he's not so concerned with like, oh, are people gonna come back? Are they gonna keep yeah. paying tickets to come All back right, to the show? off shows? his name, they'll be buying it for the next three straight years. Yeah, and he doesn't like, care. By the way, it's funny. I was like, yeah, I told my friends, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, they're like, how'd you get tickets? How'd you get no, it? Nobody like, can get tickets. Everybody I know wants to go in. I was like, oh nobody yeah. Can get <laughs> <laughs> like, can I come? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And think yeah. about it. It's like yeah. every weekend a new person pops in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, Tim Dillon's down there Tim right now. Tim is down there with Giannis, Giannis right? Yeah. We're down there down during there. the week. Yeah. Shane's there. Chappelle's popping in. It's like every weekend a new random massive act is just going to drop in. That's yeah. awesome. And this, uh, the appeal of the seller, anybody could drop in. Yeah. Mm. The appeal of Joe Rogan's club, anybody could yeah. drop yes. in. Financially, right. it makes sense, and the hang is awesome. Like, Joe takes care of everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. you go down there and, it's like— It's a sweet bar, the Mitzi's bar. Yeah, downstairs, yeah. everyone's hanging. Yeah. It just yeah. feels cool. Yeah. New York and L.A. scenes are completely different. You don't need it like you used to. But, what? But yeah, but what Rogan, what Rogan has done, and I hope it happens in other industries, but it really just takes somebody willing to do it. Yes. And the reality is, in competitive industries like comedy, like news, like anything— you're fighting for what you believe are scraps. Yes. So you don't think there's more to go around, right. right? And that's why there never is anybody who does it. Yes. And then the person who's willing to do it, he is novel. Right. And that is why we talk about him, you know, in this way so often in the show. It's just like, it is fucking unique. I wish people knew like what the real comedy world was. Mm. It's, it's a lot of like, you're dapping somebody up, you're talking to them. They're talking trash about their best friend. Yeah. Right to you. Yeah. You're like, I know you guys are friends. <laughs> Why would you talk about him like that? What are you going to say about me? Put it this way. Me? The George Lopez clip didn't surprise yeah. most. Probably you most either. People yeah. Definitely. If you're a comic, yeah. you're like, yeah, that's nothing was. You know, it's, I mean, I'm not It's saying, just rare like, that you see somebody like organize like this and then reward the yeah. people that are working hard, the people are good, and also continuing that culture. Like if there's a selfish motherfucker who's just out there for, you know, what they can get out of it and like squashing everybody else, please believe that person is not rewarded. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like they're not going to get on. They're not going to get promoted. You guys aren't going to have them on. It's not going to be like a fun them. thing. That's actually what I – I take a lot of inspiration and I look to you guys because news is still in that category. Like I was in – it's funny because I was in a similar situation. Like I was White House correspondent. Mm -hmm. I was in the press briefing room. I had two options. I was like I could stay. Classic job. I was made man. Like going on Fox News, doing my hits. I was like in the system, invited Ugh. to all the parties, blah, blah. But I was like, I fucking hate this. Yeah. And I grew up with Rogan. And then yeah. that was what I took inspiration. Like, and then I met Crystal and it actually clicked. And I was like, hey, like we could do something different. Dude, how many people told me not to take the job? Hmm. How many people told me not to start the show? Yeah. You're a fucking idiot. What are you doing? Yeah. You're not gonna go on Fox anymore? Yeah. You're gonna give up all this? Yeah. Like, how can now they're like, hey, can I come on the show? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, your pod, what's the podcast ranked yep. at? Can I come? I just wrote a book. Uh, yep. uh, can my assistant. Can I'm like, I don't care, dude. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. It's just like you said. It yeah. was uh, cable by definition. If you're on CNN, you're not on MSNBC. Yep. If you're on MSNBC, you're not. But with us, we're like, oh, you're on of Rival. Rival, whatever. Come on, it let's is the promote ethos it. Yeah. Let's the get show. it going, yeah. and then more people will watch us. And I always say, I say, subscribe to their Substack. People are like, why are you doing that? Because you want to promote your own thing. I'm like, no, dude. Put them I, on. People want us to promote better people. Bro, you know what it is? Mm. Yeah. Have you ever gone over to uh, Little India in New York, on, like Sixth Street? 
There's two. That's Wait, right. Curry Hill. There's Curry Hill, like, and then there's uh, the one on Spice Sixth Street. Rose. But there's both Spice. Oh, okay. Spice Rose Spice on Sixth Street. Is Sixth Street, but there's I've also Curry, Curry Hill. Hill yeah. Right. Um, perfect example. It's like you would think that by having multiple Indian restaurants on the same street, yes, they, they would, would hurt each, each other. other. No, cannibal- yeah. no, the opposite. Right. It makes people right. go, that's the place for Indian <laughs> yes, food. Yes. I want to try all of <laughs> yes. them. I want to make sure this food is good. Exactly. You get, And if the right. places are cool with one another, they get to exchange information. They're like, right. yo, these white people do not fuck with doll. <laughs> get the pooty bread okay, out. They definitely do like You know what I'm saying? Like, doll is the shit. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, I don't know, for me, Seeing it from that perspective. That's a smart point. I like that. Mm. Which is like, this is the district. This is the ecosystem. And I think it's fun. I mean, look, I wish we could still change it. I think there's a lot more to do. In a lot of ways, news is like the most lagging part. Like, you know, the comedy, internet came for comedy when? Like 15 years ago? Mm. Like it's just now happening in news. Yeah. Like the Joe Rogan podcast came out in 2009. Yeah. Yeah. News is just now starting. Mm. It's one of those where like, we're so far behind the times, but I do think it's a good thing because- they are so propped up and like, hey man, it's it's like you said, they're all the co-hosts. Who's doing what you guys are doing that are like young and hungry and you would like to promote them? Who oh, else sure. is doing I mean, like uh, Crystal's fiance, Kyle, Kyle Kalinske, he's actually one of the OGs that yeah. was on there. I know, I know Kyle, connected you with sure. him. I mean, a lot of them, uh, there's what Russell Brand is doing stuff like this now. Yeah. Glenn Greenwald actually has that new show. Yeah. Um, on so Matt Taibbi is doing it yeah. for print journalism. Yeah. All of these guys are, uh, David Sirota actually, a guy, Lever News. Um, on the right, I mean, or even, I mean, Tim Pool's, I mean, look, undeniable, his show is massive. Like, this is my thing. Like, put the value judgment aside. I want more people to watch things like that because we have time. Like, you and I are sitting here talking about the single male crisis. Like, we're fucking around, making jokes, like, all that stuff. But this is serious shit. Like, there's actually – this is not something that – when I would go on Fox, one time they were like, hey, we're going to talk about American nationalism. You have three minutes and there's three people on the panel. (laughs) You get your one talking point out. Like, you can't do anything new And also you talk like a fake person. You're like, yeah, that's right. And and, and one of the reasons why is because of this one particular statistic and I'll see you later. What what am I doing here? I'm not – and I hated that, but everybody is so comfortable with that system that they they like it, right? Because that's where the paychecks come from. Yeah. They're so used to talking shit, going to the same restaurants, going to the same parties. And I was like, hey, this is all bullshit. Like the golden they, handcuffs, man. You know, it's funny. I remember in the press briefing room, one of the funniest things is is that every TV correspondent asks yeah. the same question. You know why? Because they all need videotape of them on their own network asking that question. So during the Trump, okay, so there's CNN, Fox, MSNBC, ABC, all the Every single one of them asked the same version of the same question in the press briefing room at the conference. Because, even though it's already been answered. Even though it's already been answered. You know why? Because they need video of them on their so network. So what does the president do when he gets asked the same question again? I mean, he, just, he loves it because he gets to answer. Also, they it's, get yeah, pre-picked eats up by the, uh, yeah, the same eat, question. Yeah. He's like, I've been 30 minutes with the press. What are you talking about? I'm free and transparent and open. So he'll well, say like, the exact same thing dude, over and over again. It's the same shit. Uh, is it verbatim the, or is it his answer? It's a slight tweak. Yeah. But it's like, come on, man. It's like during the, like when Sarah Sanders, that was the time that I was there. She, she would be like, all right, uh, first question, Mueller. Second question, Mueller. Third question, Mueller. Uh-huh. And it's because Jim Acosta has to be on CNN sparring with Sarah Sanders. And then Peter Alexander at NBC, he needs to be on NBC sparring uh, with Sarah Sanders. And then ABC needs to spar. So it's so the it's same shit theater over nonsense. and over. And yeah. I was like, hey, what about the other stuff that people care about? No. Yeah. What's going on with Trump, like the government? Are we going to war? I remember everybody in the press ridiculed me for saying, do you think Kim Jong-un is serious about peace talks? They're like, why didn't you ask about Mueller? They fucking had one of the most important major press, like foreign policy moves of all time 
whenever Trump met with Kim Jong-un. Yeah. And we all recognize that as such. But at that time, I don't even remember what the fuck was going on. Some Jeff Sessions bullshit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, they were like, whoa, you didn't ask about Jeff Sessions? I was like, I don't know. I just think nuclear war is more important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What like, was, shit like that. If there was one, <laughs> yeah. maybe you already just touched on yeah. it. What was the most disappointing thing peeking behind the curtain? That. Yeah. That, that was which was, I mean, look, man, I always loved politics. I was the political kid, you know, in school. Like, Iraq war is why I got into it. And I get to the press corps, top of the, the most cutthroat of the cutthroat motherfuckers make it into the press briefing room. And I was like, this is it, though? Yeah. I was like, this, th- mm. this They stopped being cutthroat when I worked this there. hard to yeah. get here? Mm. I was like, and that, oh. And wait, so, you know, one of the best pieces of advice I got was, if you want to be like the way that you know you're in a good career is look at the guy who's 10 years ahead of you and I'm looking at these 65 year old motherfuckers Not doing the same shit yeah. Where, and I was like oh my god I was like I gotta get out of here okay. I was like I, I'm in a prison yeah. like, like, alright guys we're gonna take a break for a second cause y'all need some tickets man Y'all gonna need tickets to sold out events and where are you gonna go get them? You're gonna use some untrusted website probably gonna rip you off or you're gonna go with the goat SeatGeek SeatGeek has got your back. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports, festivals, comedy shows, and more. I'm telling you. Music? You want to go to a show? Do you want to see Ed Sheeran? When I saw Ed Sheeran, I used SeatGeek to get the tickets, and then I ran it back one more time. That's what I can do. Why are you going to use SeatGeek? Well, because they actually look out for you. They are going to put a nice little green dot on the good deals, red dot on the bad deals. Think about that. They're letting you know if you can get a better deal out there. They have your back. They put all the tickets across the web in one place so they know if the deal is good or not. And every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee. And SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. So if you use our code FLAGRANT, you're going to get $20 off at SeatGeek. What does that mean? That means that your ticket just got better. That means that ticket just got closer. You just got closer to the action. All you have to do is use that app and make sure you use the code flagrant. You're getting $20 off at SeatGeek. Make sure you use it, support this show, and enjoy whatever you're going to see. Let's get back to the show. Peace. All right, guys. Listen, we're back, and we've made a change. We've swapped Indians. Akash in the motherfucking pilot seat once again. And uh, we got to talk about a little bit of uh, this March Madness. We told y'all, place your bets. The underdogs are going to win. Listen, as simple as that, we told you. It's all underdogs, basically. San Diego State, who the fuck are they? Nobody's. FAU. Fun party school, in the same party school. I imagine. Not a good basketball school. FAU, you ever even heard of them? Wait a minute, you know who went to San Diego State? Who? Kawhi Leonard. Oh, that's right. Boardman gets paid. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's all they've ever done. Now they're in the final four. Let's go. Miami, party school, great at football historically, Bro. never good at basketball. Princeton? Princeton damn near made it. They made it to the Sweet 16, I think, or yeah. Elite Eight, maybe. They got beaten by Creighton. But uh, Creighton made it to the Elite Eight. It's just crazy. This is the tournament. You got to make your bets. Bet on the underdogs. Get yeah, some money. Yeah. I mean, now it's so hard to tell. I mean, I've been so tapped out from college basketball, I'll be honest with you. Me too, but that's why it don't matter, bro. I, I just, just bet underdogs. I have been. No, I'm telling you, it yeah. don't matter. Just bet underdogs. If you watch college basketball all year, the number one overall lost, Arkansas. Yeah. I think every one seed got eliminated dumb early. There's no one seeds left. The highest seed left is four. You don't have to watch. Just bet. Just bet. Yes. That's a good-ass Bet point. Betonline.ag. You don't have to watch to bet. 
No, you got to watch this Because that's underdog. exactly what I did. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hey. Yo, and it was, it was just as fun. It really is. You could make an argument it's more fun. It's more fun. You're not emotionally invested. You're just saying if you win or lose. That's it. And you're betting on dogs, and dogs are winning. Who are we betting, on? Who are we betting with? Son, bet the lowest. Bet FAU. Why not? The highest odds. That's a good-ass point. All right, so then we're going with FAU. Yeah. And then we're going with, I guess, Miami? Yeah, let's just bet Miami. Why the fuck not? All right, shout out. Florida. All Florida finals. Yeah. We love it. Yeah, where you betting? Betonline.ag. Bet you know that. Use the code flagrant. Shit. Matching 50% of the initial deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. God damn. We back in it. Let's swap Indians. I have a, I have a question yeah. for you. Now that you control completely what stories yes. you talk about, whatever you do, whatever you're interested in. Well, me and Crystal, but yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. are in control. Yes. There's We're no one you're necessarily That's answering right. to or serving. Yeah. Do you do you at all or do you concern yourself with the erosion of patriotism based on the way that you're talking about America? For mm. example, are you like, okay, I'm gonna shit on these three things or five things because they deserve to be shit on, mm -hmm. but are you also going, the collateral damage of that is an erosion of trust in these institutions without couching it with some great things that America's doing? So, I mean, I maybe to a certain extent, for example, the TikTok thing uh, that we were talking about on the show. I actually had a debate with Crystal this morning about TikTok. She's on the other side. I'm for banning it. And uh, one of the points that I'll make is I'll be like, look, at the end of the day, U.S. companies are subject to U.S. law, right? Which is the... Apple literally told the FBI to fuck off when they said unlock San Bernardino terrorist phone. They're like, no, we're not going to do it. And they went all the way to court and they won. TikTok quite literally can't do that to the CCP. So to believe that U.S. companies are the same as Chinese, it's like, well, then that you're saying we live in China. And if yeah. we live in China, then what's the fucking point? Yeah. That said, at the end of the day, we also don't have that responsibility. So sometimes people will be like, hey, you have a responsibility to talk this way about this thing. I'm like, no, actually, it's the politician's job to make that case. So sometimes, okay, like uh, if I'll say, like Iraq is a good example. I'll talk about all the mistakes the U.S. Army has made in Iraq and what we did in Iraq and how Iraq, just, in my opinion, just destroyed us. I think, like, rooted us out from the inside. It was one of the biggest mistakes in modern American history, foreign policy-wise, all this stuff. And people will be like, hey, like, you should be more respectful because people fought and died in Iraq. And I was like, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, you, you can't use that as a crutch for not talking about it. And I think too often people will kind of hide behind that. You're sowing distrust for, sometimes I'll be like, listen, you know, to be honest, like, uh, for example, one time I was like, yeah, I just didn't vote. And someone was like, you shouldn't say that. You know, you're, you're encouraging people not to vote. And I'm like, yeah, but it was a choice. Like I actively was like, I just don't want to vote. Hmm. And do that, you know what I'm saying? Right. They're like, but you're yeah. supposed to encourage people to vote. I understand that. I'm like, yeah, but it's on, it's a choice. Like it's a democracy. I not voting that. is a choice. Like I actively was like, I don't give a shit. It was like 2012. Yeah. It was like Obama versus Romney. I was like, yeah, I was like, I just, I'm, good. I'm, I'm not in this. Yeah. yeah. No, you have every yeah. right to do it. I, right. I, and I'm not saying that it's your responsibility, but like, I know that you're someone who believes in America and like loves America. So it's right. like, how else can we, I guess I guess what I'm saying is my my buddy uh, Ben Uyeda, our buddy Ben Uyeda, is mm -hmm. a brilliant guy. I think you've met Ben maybe at like uh, LA I might shows. Have, I say I follow him on Instagram yeah. because of you guys. And yeah. um, and we we're just talking about like why we're proud to be American. Mm. And he had a really interesting take, and he was just like, you can access the best version of yourself oh, here. True, yeah, absolutely. And like my mom could only be herself here. I can only be myself at this level here. Of course. You can be yourself at this level. We can all do these things here, right? Like if you grew up in 
maybe Poland to be harder to build this podcasting studio out, right? Maybe there'd be absolutely no opportunity for it, right? So it's like, and I wonder if it's so enticing to read stories and watch stories about how the establishment is fucking us up. It's yeah. almost like trendy for us to be anti-establishment, yes, right? Absolutely. And why would we not look into it? Why would we not watch a story about how right. our government is corrupt? Why would we not click on that? Why would we not, like, again, we're tapping into that fear model. It's like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, the, the, these bankers knew it, I have to learn more about right. this. They're just making all this money, et cetera. When I guess it'd be really cool if we find a way, and maybe it's our own personal responsibility, to remind ourselves of the great things that this country offers. So one of the things I do on my show, one of the books behind me is called Freedom From Fear. It's one of my favorite books. And it's specifically about how FDR got us out of the Great Depression, where we're literally on the precipice of genuine social revolution in this country by using the tools of the government. So you're right. I mean, look, whenever there is good news, Crystal and I do the same thing. Like like the CHIPS Act, for example. That's something we both were so supportive of the semiconductor chips act the chips act is uh funding from the congress hundreds of billions of dollars towards building semiconductor facilities here in the u.s so like intel's facility i think in ohio there's going to be a new tsm taiwan semiconductor facility in arizona austin samsung is building these are like this is something we actually need like it was genuinely hurting the economy and we're like hey listen no fan of biden he's done a lot of stupid shit this is This is good this is good stuff i mean i know a lot of conservative people hate the inflation reduction act but I'm very pro-nuclear power. Yeah. One of the good things in that is we had technology-neutral tax credits. Yeah. So this is, again, something you're not going to hear about. You know, a lot of right-wingers who will attack it. And I'm like, listen, look, Democrats are in power. They're going to do Democrat shit. Yeah. The best that you can hope for is they don't keep funding failed wind and solar power yeah. when nuclear is obviously also. Yeah. We got that. That's a good yeah. thing. That's yeah. a good thing. So you're right. Look, anytime the government does something that I'm like, Biden on Afghanistan, I defended the shit out of it. Actually, it cost me a lot of social uh, mm-hmm. social capital. Really? But I, yeah, I was like, hey, nobody ever said ending a war was fucking easy. Yeah. Be like, it's better than nothing yeah. to me. Be yeah. like, you know, look at Vietnam. Yeah. Same shit happened. Yeah. Not saying, you know, like, show me a war that was ended easily, that you pulled out of that you yeah. lost. Nobody yeah. ever ended it gracefully. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I defended Biden on that. I mean, yeah. it's one of those where, and, I, that's a good example, though. But I, I think it's great that, that you're. For that. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, it's like, like you're willing to pay the price for I it. And I think that's. Yeah. I think that's great. One because it makes me like trust you more. You're not just feeding into well, like my say. concerns. Right. But also, it's like um, I don't know. It's nice to know that we're doing some good shit too. Of course. And we need to be informed about that. I, I guess I wonder, like you know, you used to do it with cinema so easily, and I think Maverick was almost like a little bit of a reminder, right? You yeah. watch Maverick, and you're like. Yo, we are kind of this shit. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? And yes. like, we need to remind, now it's stupid that we have to use a fictitious story right. to reinstill that patriotism. It'd be really great if we could like focus on, um, I don't know. Bro, did you see the speech of the, this is a 2019, it was a sergeant something when he got his medal of honor. And he gives this crazy speech where he's like, talking about America's military force. Oh, it's great. Uh-huh. It's been like me and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It's almost worth pulling up. But he yeah. basically is like, if you, uh, I mean, can we, maybe we watch one. Yeah, let's play. You let's guys keep going. I'll pull yeah. some yeah, yeah. Uh, this, I, I do think yeah. you're right. There's a lot of disaster porn on the left and the right. And yeah. that's actually why the patriotism number is so low. But I think that it, you're right. I don't hear a responsibility. Just, just, just yeah. to clarify, like, we should call out the disasters. Correct. We yes. should call out the government. Yes. We should call out these institutions every single time. I just wish that there was, like, 
another thing that supplemented our patriotism because for Americans that don't have the opportunity to go travel the world, mm -hmm. they don't know what they have. Dude, like there's a reason why the yeah. people that immigrate here love it so much, <laughs> right? Because they've seen what's out there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I lived in the Middle East for two years. I went to high school in Qatar my last two years. I'm like, listen, people, you don't want this. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah. Do you know what it's like not to be able to touch your girlfriend in public? Like, <laughs> you want that? I'm like, you want to live that way? Because it's real. There yeah. are actual kings in 2023, and they behead people in the streets. Really? <laughs> it's like you don't even Did know. Did you ever watch one of those beheadings? No, that was in Saudi, but oh, I'm okay. saying, like, you know, in Qatar. I mean, the whole migrant labor thing. I mean, yeah. literally while it was, I was crazy. I'll never forget this, right? So yeah. I was, I'm Indian American, right? Yeah. Okay, so what happens there? The guy goes, hey! What are you doing? I'm in a public area, bazaar. And he's uh, like, hey, what are you doing here? And I said, excuse me? And he goes, oh, American? I was like, yeah. He goes, you're good. So what he meant by that was, if you're a migrant, get off the fucking oh, street. Because he's get Indian. off the street. He assumed because he's they thought Indian, I was a he's laborer. a migrant. Yeah. yeah, they thought I was a laborer guy. Oh, shit. Yeah, and he goes, hey. And I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? You know, my American accent. He goes, oh, American? Go ahead. I, I was like, whoa. Yeah, like, yeah that was crazy. Yeah, my Indians yeah, built yeah. a lot of the World Cup stadiums yeah. and all that. It's a lot of migrant labor from oh, India. Dude, I mean, this is why my parents left, because the Indian laborers would come to my parents. My parents are also American citizens, and they would talk to them in Hindi and be like, they stole my passport. I don't have any money. Oh. They're like, I can't. I, they're, they're beating me. I'm living in a room with 10 people. I, dude, I went to one of those places, man, to one of these like migrant camps uh, to buy cigarettes. Sorry, mom, because uh, these guys would sell cigarettes and liquor when you're like fucking 14 and just get bashed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I go into one of these. Dude, there's 12 guys sleeping literally on the floor. Floor, no air conditioning. It's 115 degrees. It's like they have no passports. Every one of them, uh, one of them is like has an open gash on his arm, like this big. He literally the guy who sells cigarettes to American teenagers because that's how he makes his money. And I'll, it's like modern slavery. I like remember unfucking believable. I remember my first yeah. trip to India. I was I didn't go till I was 15. Yeah. My parents fucked up. But seeing like the slums, oh, I remember horrible. that. And I don't know if I realized it in that moment, but I always thought about that. And I, when we complain about these things in America, it's like you have not seen inescapable You ever been in poverty. Mumbai on the beach in the morning? Do you know beach, what happens dude. there? They all go take a shit in the ocean. I'm not kidding there. Like you look out the window no. in Mumbai, the entire beach is just full of people from the slums <laughs> shitting in the ocean. And then two hours later, there are people playing, kids playing in the wow. ocean. That and I'm like, get out of the ocean. I'm like, this needs to stop. It does sound like, like a that. nice place to shit though, yeah. right? Like it's probably beautiful. It's just like <laughs> open. And, and you're like- You haven't seen Juno Beach. It ain't, like it ain't sunrise no, on the beach. Calling it an ocean is yeah, very generous. Yeah, exactly. Is, and this was like 10 years ago. Like I, I'm, I literally saw this with my own eyes as Akash is saying, like, you see- that level of poverty. I've been to Cambodia. You see people literally walking around. Like I took a bus to uh, Phnom, where, wherever, Siem Reap, where the Angkor Wat is. And the tour guide is like, do not step off this road. He's like, this road is the only thing clear of landmines. There's landmines there and there's landmines there. So he's like, if you need to piss, piss right here on the road. And, we were, and I was like oh, a teenager. Fuck. I'm like, oh shit. Who put the landmines like, there? Dude, uh, during, the, during the Khmer Rouge Civil War. And then it's like, you go to the killing fields and the guy's like, hey, you guys see all that white stuff in the ground? We're like, yeah, what is it? And he t we're like, he's like, touch it. Human teeth. Little oh, human teeth shit. scattered all over the ground. That's There's, where you um, got yours? If you <laughs> <laughs> You should Google the skull tower of the killing fields. It's one of the most fucked up things. Anyway, again, these are all things that people who live in America should know, and like what it's what actually I, like out in the rest of the yeah, world. Yeah, when I talk about American privilege, yeah, that's what I mean. Not this necessarily, this, but this just is like. Real shit. This is literally just a tower of human skulls in the middle of the killing fields. Wow. And they even show you a tree. They're like, you see this tree? This 
This is where we used to smash the heads of babies so that we didn't oh waste bullets. God. It's unbelievable. Oh, I, I'm, shit. Damn. Hey, do, do they have remorse for this at all? Uh, I mean, it's one of the, they're like, it happened, you know? I mean, it's not the same regime. They're just like, yeah, it was crazy that it happened. And, there's, and this is like 1975. Like, there are people alive who participated in this who are still alive. And you're like, whoa. Man. Just a like, normal dude walking yeah, around yeah, just, fucking selling mangoes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, bro. <laughs> and you're like, wait, so you were a child soldier and you used to kill babies and you were hopped up on meth? And it's like, what? Like, and a lot of them are missing legs. Like, walk. Oh, fuck. The, I'm not trying to paint a bad picture. What I'm saying, again, is like how grateful I am that you to don't, be here. Yeah. And that's another point with the disaster stuff. Like, the way that people talk about our history and all that. One of the things I think the coolest thing about America is, is like a guy like me, a guy like Akash, can be raised here and can resonate with the story of people we have nothing in common with. Like, when I read the letters of a private who fought in the American Civil War, who's like, I'm proud to lay my, you know, like the glory movie, right? Course, like, yeah. Massachusetts, the colonel who's happy to be killed with his black soldiers. I'm like, I can say I'm like emotional, like thinking like, I, like this guy fought, died so that we could come to this country. And like, that's a story that people in other countries don't have that. They're just like, I'm Polish. Yeah. You know, it's like, I am French. And like, yeah. that's not a, na and that is not to, to say, do and none of this is to say, really none of this is to say there's not inequality of course or not. Right. Right. So black people are treated as well as they could be. It's all equal. But like, overall, we have just seen shit that's like, yo, this is hopelessness. Yes. And it, this is, you've seen stuff that I haven't seen, which is like, this is mm -hmm. fucked. And yeah. there's a level of PTSD in every single citizen in this country that none of us could ever understand. You don't, you don't think Polish have a national identity? I, no, but I'm saying they're, you can't move to Poland in one generation and be like, I'm Polish. I connect uh, with the 18 whatever revolution against Russia. Like, it's weird what, that that's all look, you picked it's, up it's on. It's cool that they're, uh, it's, no, 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 look, I think Polish national identity is interesting. <laughs> you know, if you go to the Warsaw ghetto or whatever, right. but I'm saying like, you can't, America's one of the only places where you can move to connect to a national story that, again, you have nothing in common with yeah. and be like, no, this is my history. Yeah. Like, this is, this is like, this is something like I want to care. Like I was here in New York and I went and bought uh, like some civil war memorabilia from an antique bookstore. Which side? Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? <laughs> general Philip Sheridan, one of my favorite generals, uh, Union general. And he was a cavalry commander. Oof. And again, one of the interesting things that you look yeah. at is like, why yeah. Why is an Indian guy doing this? Like, yes. why? And it's like, well, because he to grew me, up in like, college station. One of my <laughs> yeah. so where well, A&M is, a lot yes, of where A&M is. But actually they're more pro-Confederate. But the point is, is that that's a national identity, a story. You think? Like, you can read about our history. You can connect to it, even though, once again, like you don't share any blood with that person. Yes. But that's the best part of it. Yes. And generations of people do. Like I love reading the way that Irish Americans would connect, or even like Scottish Americans would yeah. connect with like the founding fathers. That they had nothing. The founding fathers probably would have disdained them for being like dirty, poor immigrants or whatever, but they were able to take away what they needed to to build something. You, you're bringing up something yeah. that I think that we all relate to and think is beautiful. There is a great romance to many of the stories that happened in oh, the, the creation incredible. of America yes. and great sacrifice. Yes. And um, yeah, I'm sure you've heard about like um, the criticisms a lot of, of, of Italians even have about Italy now, mm -hmm. that it's a country living in the past, right? And they don't feel like they're creating things and right. making things. They, they feel like they're like a museum that people come look at. That's definitely and, true. And, and, and yeah. no, I, think, <laughs> I think that there's, a, it's it's, it's, yeah. and this is coming from Italians. Not yeah. coming, there's Italians like, I want to continue innovating. Right. I don't want mm. to, to show people the car that existed in right. 1923 <laughs> or the, right. the same the pasta dish we built that like is 900 years exactly. ago. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. because Italians have created so much art throughout sure. the years. Let, let, let them continue doing that, right? That's essentially what they're saying. And I guess, I, I don't want America, 
I don't want our romance and the poetry of mm. this country to stop with the Civil War. You know what I mean? I want it to continue now. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear about these things. I want to be inspired by these stories now. And I think that's really important for national identity. Oh, like, of course. broke my fucking heart when this lady in the Pilates didn't didn't feel comfortable wearing an American flag shirt. Like, I want you to wear that shit with pride because I want you to think about that that colonel that laid yes. his life on the line. Robert right? Shaw, I think was his name. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what I want. Like, I, I I want that flag to represent that. So. I don't know. Maybe it's a problem we can't solve in one day. Well, this but this be- actually goes to again. This is like a cultural elite problem where they literally don't know any of this history, and they have taken like the disaster version of history and are basically trying to teach it. This was my big uh, critique of like the 1619 project. If you guys are familiar with that, so this was a big controversy like 2019. 1619 is the year that the uh, first slaves ever set foot on the American continent and were brought over. It was a New York Times project where they were like, this was the real founding of America, and. I think this is, look, I get it. Like, it's not something that, it's something that we should teach. It's something that we should talk about. But you're also erasing 1776. Yeah. But then you're erasing 1861. And you're erasing people like Colonel Shaw. And like, they're like, no, the Civil War. They're basically embracing a Southern, a Southern lost cause ideology by being like, no, it was about Northern industrialists who wanted to take over the South. Yeah. I'm like, no, it was actually about preventing a slave empire, yeah. which is what you wanted at the time, yeah. as you clearly wrote. And yes. I mean, actually, I, there's a great book, uh, Battle Cry of Freedom, one volume, the entire American Civil War. Everybody should read that. Yeah. It was written in like 1988, it's Oxford History of the United States. This book is, it's like captures all of this. The story, yeah. the history, the background, how it got there. And you read that and man, Akash, I bet you feel the same way. Like when you think about those idiot lost cause people that I grew up with in Texas, yeah. who were like, no, it was a war, the war of Northern aggression. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was literally just about slavery. Yeah. Like there's, there's, they would tell no, us it was about railroads no, or something. It's like, no, it's like, it yeah, was yeah. states' rights. Yeah, states' slavery. rights. That's why you see it. States' rights, slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. States' rights to what? Yeah. It's not really important. Uh, <laughs> the craziest part is it wasn't even about states' rights to own slaves. They were upset that they couldn't take their slaves in the expanding United States and that they couldn't continue to import slaves from Africa. Well, the it's importation like, had stopped already. Well, yes, but they argued vehemently against that. And well, actually, they were trying to instigate coups in Nicaragua and in Brazil to start a new slave trade from Africans to Brazil to oh, Nicaragua wow. and then import them from, this was like it was literally an empire of slavery. That's what they wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My understanding is that yeah. as America was getting carved out and the states were getting carved out, they realized that they were going to lose the race. <laughs> because no, but for real, like yeah. you're just throwing people out to these yes. new territories yeah. and then you're, it's either going to go blue or it's going to go red right. depending on who goes out there. And yeah. people, states are just sending people out, like trying to get as mm-hmm. many blues yeah. and many reds as possible. Yes. But if you can't keep importing slaves, you know you're eventually going to run it. And I think when they realize, oh shit, we're going to lose this democratically, it's time to Well, that's what, yeah. Secede. That was the entire project of secession. Yeah. But you know what's interesting though? Huh. Those pussies didn't want smoke. Why didn't they try to conquer the North? <laughs> Right? That's well, how you they know. Did. That's they how tried. you know. That's how you know the South is pussy. That's not true. They tried. When they try, they tried they, Gettysburg. Yeah, the they didn't try. Of the North. No, they, Robert E. Lee. They seceded first. Yes, true. Right? They yeah. were like, well, we'll just go do our slavery over here. <laughs> it's like, come <laughs> fight about it then. Well, they tried. They lost, so it worked because out. Because we wanted to yeah. fight. We're like, where are you going, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> what are you calling a little boy? <laughs> you know what I mean? We had to little boy them. You know what I mean? Well, it worked. It really did. 
I love the Sherman statue. This is Central this Park. is how much we don't uh, fear the South. We let them have guns still. Yeah, we're like, you ain't gonna ever do shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a thousand genders. Why don't you do something? I don't you know about fucking that. pussies. Yeah, you, I don't think you want did, with the South now. Did you, uh, Son, did, do something. Did you grow up with just do as much something. annoying Texas as own country? They stormed the Capitol. Yeah, yeah no. And what happened? Right, come on, yeah. got chased yeah. out by AOC. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing. Also, happened. the feds were definitely there, but yeah. 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 Yeah, what is yeah. the whole beef with the storm in the Capitol thing? Like, why is this even an issue? I wouldn't say it's a beef. I would just say <laughs> we should recognize that there were obviously Asian provocateurs who were involved in the storming. Not saying they caused it, but they definitely helped instigate some of the violence. That's almost 100. That's basically verifiable. So an agent provocateur for yes. anybody watching at home. This and is. Me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. For anybody who's not sure, an yes. agent provocateur is someone who is working with the government. An agent of the state or of at least of authority who is trying to take a volatile situation and turn it worse. For example, make it more violent. let's say it's a Black Lives Matter protest. That's right. They're walking down the street. There yeah. might be an undercover FBI agent who takes a brick, throws it through a glass window. Let's say that it's Minnesota and a guy has a mask on and there's an umbrella that he happens to be holding and that he happens to crack open a window, which then leads to the looting of Target, which leads to the burning down of a police station. And then nobody knows who this umbrella man is. And then it turns out that he might be a white nationalist and he might be connected actually in some way to the state. But hey, this is all speculation. It's not like that would never happen. So you're um, saying that that happened yeah. at uh, January 6th. Yeah, They're, and in Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And probably at every anti-establishment protest that's like ever And happened. what is the yeah. advantage of that? That you get to squash the protest because it's turned violent? Well, now- Why they, does the state want yes, that? Yes, because not only do they squash the protest, the Capitol Police, despite the fact that they fucked up, got over a billion dollars in new funding. Not that many people were fired. They were hailed as heroes. The National Guard spent billions of dollars, basically, I was in DC at this time. It was the green zone from Baghdad. There were literal National Guard Humvees all up and down the streets. The Capitol is fenced off, getting, this is the people's building, it's supposed to be. One of the hallmarks of it was almost anybody would be able to walk in there as long as you're just getting wanded. Now it's like full-blown, like suicide bomber level security all over. We shouldn't forget either that in January 2021, there were a lot of Democratic calls for beefing up like a new Patriot Act, like 2.0, complete expansion of the surveillance state. They were going after, my favorite was the New York Times, if you want to find this, um, where they talked about how we need to crack, it's like New York Times uh, encryption January 6th. Basically, they were writing about why they need to go after Signal, like encrypted messages, because people who had used, um, let's find it. Yeah, uh, if you just want to look like, yeah, New York Times encryption January 6th, I believe it was written by Kevin Roos, and it's about, it's basically about how- Signal we is an app that as people use Signal the app, the encrypted messaging. They're like, encrypted. why we shouldn't have encryption? And it's the reason, the reason case they were making was, well, it was used by people on January 6th. I'm like, yeah, but people have encrypted messages for all kinds of right, things. Right, right. I mean, the Twitter files is obviously a good example of this too. The point being that it opened up room in the elite conversation for expanding the national security surveillance state in a way that we haven't seen in literally since the Iraq war. The BLM riots were actually a good example too. We have a, we had someone on our show uh, specifically about a informant and agent provocateur who was inside, I believe of the Portland BLM riots who directly was instigating like actual violence. And all of this has come out in court documents that have been, and part of the reason why I also think I kind of have to uh, mea culpa myself is I, I covered a lot of this stuff whenever it was on terrorism. 
So I remember I would, my early career was all writing about ISIS and terrorism. And I remember reading some of these court documents and it'd be like, the FBI made contact with this man, 18 year old, after he tweeted Allahu Akbar. And they were like, hey man, how's it going? You wanna go to Syria? And he was like, yeah, I wanna go to Syria. And he goes, you should steal your money and buy a a ticket on your mom's credit card to Syria and I'll meet you at the airport. And he's like, okay, sure. And then the moment that you show up at the airport, they have you on a material support for terrorism charge and you're going to jail for like 20 years. Well, that's a great point. That's exactly, that's the point. But at the time, we were like, well, it's right on the edge, but well, he, he's an ISIS, so if it's fuck that, him. But if it's that effective, shouldn't we entrap more of them? Well, okay, that's the FBI's <laughs> argument, right? But like what if, about if, this if, civil if, rights? This man is born in Ohio. He's an American citizen. Did he get entrapped? Because if he did, that's actually illegal. Is he Should white? He go to jail? Yeah, see, there we go, no, right? No. <laughs> uh, no, but that's the point. Is whenever it was Muslims, most of us were willing yeah. to look the other other way and be like, oh, this, the FBI's like, their argument was, well, this is the way that we prevent any would-be suicide bombers. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but that's you know a real slippery slope, this is, though. This is what we should do. But, you know how, like, uh, like uh, uh, sluts release their DMs with famous people? Uh-huh. Like, you know, like, yeah. oh, fucking LeBron, DM me, right. and they post it. That's what the FBI should do with these people who are willing to go to Syria. Right. Like, don't arrest them, uh, but just, just be like, like, these people are idiots. Yo, yeah. Akbar is wild. <laughs> Everybody be careful of Akbar. He was willing to go to Syria. Who knows what this motherfucker yeah. be? And then you just let the community take right. care of it, and then the same thing works. See, that would be more just. That yeah. FBI, get on that ass. Yeah. But think about, like, do you guys know about the Gretchen Whitmer trial? Do you Whitmer want to trial? go to Syria? Who okay. yeah, yeah. Just catch a predator. Dude, yeah. just like that. Just catch a predator. Somebody doesn't like that. They'll be like, hey, you should shoot up the police station and you should go buy a gun. And then I'll come and meet you. The moment you buy the gun, boom, they got you on weapons charge. They got you on your messages. You plead guilty. You're going to jail for like a decade. Wow, um, yeah, if you want to look up the Gretchen Whitmer case, the number oh, of feds. Yes. So oh, this yeah. is a perfect example. Seems I mean, like there are more feds involved in the case than actual defendants. There's I like, heard about like, this. Yeah, this is yeah, insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. FBI kidnapping plot, yeah. which would never have happened yeah. if they weren't like, hey, we should kidnap the Gassing governor. Gassing it up. Yeah, they're like, you should kidnap the governor. He's like, no, I don't want to. They're like, yeah, but you should meet this guy and he'll help you with it. And they're like, no, but I don't really want to. But like, no, but you really should do it. And then they talk to the other guy. You're like, hey, you should meet this guy. Yeah. He wants to kidnap the governor. He's like, but I don't really want to. And then they meet and it all comes out. And you're like, there are more feds involved in this that yeah, they go through rogue FBI informant. That's the other part. A lot of these guys are just lawless, like the way that they act. Um, oh, my other favorite one, Mark, if you want to find, is about the number of crimes that FBI con- confidential formants have been allowed to commit. It's like thousands of known crimes, as in like people who are confidential informants. Yeah, there it is. Allowed informants to commit 5,000 crimes, according to the FBI's own internal data. So they're like, you sign up as a confidential informant. You're like, I'm so-and-so. I'm, For example, like I'll roll up on a drug dealer. This is like the classic example, but we'll continue to let you sell some like side weed. But they knowingly in their own files have allowed over 5,000 crimes to be committed. This is the- This white, is nuts. What's the guy, the famous uh, gangster from Boston? Oh, Whitey Bulger. Yes, Bulger. Yes, he was Bulger, an asset exactly. the whole time. He was an informant the whole right. time, so he was able to push. But I bet that they do that with a lot of people. And to a certain extent, I wonder if it's more valuable. Oh, it's maybe. Like, I, I do understand kind of that. Like, okay, but again. They, they should to have, buy weed or sure, something. But like, the an- they should have to answer for that is right. what I'm saying, is that there's no accountability on this. They don't go before Congress and be like, these are the number of crimes that we've been allowed and to These commit. are what the crimes were. You know what I really enjoyed was that episode you guys did with uh, Johnny Mitchell, yes. uh, the drug guy, yes. fascinating guy. Yes. Um, and he had a point about El Mayo, like the cartel boss. They're like, yeah, he is the guy because clearly he's in on it with the DEA. 
Yeah. And he's like, he's never been arrested before. Yeah, Nobody yeah, knows yeah, where he is. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, we, we just let him exist. He's yeah. the kingpin because at least we can talk. And yeah. he, every once in a while, he's like, yeah, the Tijuana cartel's over there. Like, yeah. oh, those guys who are chainsawing people's heads off. Yeah, they're right, they're right over yeah. there. It's yeah. like, and it's all just like, and like, yeah, but he's also a and you basically, criminal in his own right. You just want like, quality control where it's like, yes. they have to go and say, okay, well, we allowed this right. guy to do this. Exactly. Sell X amount of drugs, yes. but he got this many people but he got this guy. arrested right. who sold But they have to make this case to people and they don't. The, my point is, is that they have been effectively, have, they were given the greatest gift of all time after 9-11. They were given carte blanche, more money, and effective legal immunity on breaking what previously would have been the law. It's been over 20 years. They have less approval than in, I think, modern American history for federal law enforcement since like the church committee of the 1970s. And there's no like serious effort to rein it in. Hmm. And why not? Like there should be. We can agree that BLM and Jan Six were both obviously infiltrated. We just never by the hear state. about their victories. That's the thing. We never hear about well, the thwarted yeah. attacks. That's right. what they say. That's but what like, they say. There's no proof. Like you, what? what is it? Like letting Larry Nasser molest 236 people? They knew people? the whole time. I mean, they were tipped off. I Faculty, think, ten years. Administrators there were at least, knew. How many? Uh, I I, I it's need crazy. to. I don't know they the cover, exact number. They like they got multiple complaints. Dude, didn't do shit bro, about they, it. They, he molested. I think at least 100 girls or something like that in the time period when he was first reported as to when the F and by the way the, in that case too the FBI agent was actively who was actively trying to get a job at USA Gymnastics while he was supposed to be investigating the case why? So there's no way that he's going to be objective there. Of course, he's trying to get hired wow. by the people who's fucking investigating. Holy shit! Look at this. Yes, yeah, not going to face charges. That's the other thing. He didn't even. Uh, he didn't even. He was never held to account. There, like, there are so many little girls who were molested because of this man. Yeah, they can go on forever. Like, there's like, yeah, the the five thousand crimes thing, which I love. Whitey Bulger is a great example as well. I think FBI and Jan Six, but I mean, even the Trump stuff. I mean, some of the things that came out for FISA, for example, you're like, this is all you need to just get a warrant on an yeah, American citizen. Yeah, can you citizen? explain? Can you explain this whole oh, Trump thing right here? Well, what this part? No, the, specifically. Where we currently are? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. All right. So, oh man, uh, <laughs> two thousand five. I want to say. Donald oh, we're going Trump. back. Well, that's when it starts. So Donald Trump, uh, he's the apprentice guy, newly married to Melania. Yeah. Um, I believe he's in Aspen. He meets up with a woman named Stormy Daniels. Seen her porn strip. Porn star. Yeah. I okay. went and saw her strip I heard she made a, a lot of money off that. Yeah. In yeah. Dallas. Okay. Yeah. How was and, it? And uh, she got on stage and the guys all in the front row put on their MAGA hats. <laughs> I swear to God, it was amazing. And uh, they were just throwing, making her dance while they were in their MAGA hats. It was fucking unbelievable. Hey, you know what? That's a win-win yeah. situation. The guys oh, yeah. in the front row. Right. We were wearing MAGA yeah, hats. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go okay. on. All right, so 2005, they have their tryst. Horse face. Uh, horse face, as he famously only called Trump her. Call girl, he paid to yes. fuck a horse. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you paid me. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that happens, 2005, 2016, he's running for president. Multiple women come out and are trying to extort, basically extort money from Trump, being yeah. like, I'm either gonna go to the National Enquirer, you gotta pay me. Karen McDougal, she was a Playboy model, she also got paid off. There was like this whole thing with the National Enquirer about how they were burying some of these, whatever. This is all 2018 drama. Yeah. So what ends up happening is that Michael Cohen, the lead lawyer for Trump at that time, his personal attorney, agrees to pay her $130,000 to be quiet. Okay. Trump then uses the Trump organization to reimburse Michael Cohen for that legal payment. That payment was recorded for legal services, not as a payoff. Now, Smart. there are two- 
investigations that went into this. One in 2018, when this was initially looked at, was whether this was a federal campaign finance violation. Cohen eventually pleads guilty to this payment because the payment was done explicitly for the purposes of the Trump 2020 campaign. Mm. So it should have been reported to the FEC as a payment that was related to the 2020 campaign, not a personal expense. Michael Cohen pleads guilty here in the Southern District of New York to this charge. However, Trump is never charged with a campaign finance violation. That was the federal crime. Okay. Uh, there's a variety of reasons. So number one, DOJ guidance says you're not allowed to indict a sitting president, but the facts of the case were you would have to, yes, you had Michael Cohen's evidence, but he could have made a convincing case that it had to do with a personal matter as in he didn't want to offend his wife as opposed to the campaign. So even though Cohen pled guilty to it, because he directly was the one who paid it, Trump himself, legal ambiguity was already kind of there. They didn't know if they were gonna win in court. Like a, like directly, you violated federal campaign violation. Because mm. he could make a credible case that it was a personal payment. What would the credible case be? Again, that he didn't want to embarrass his wife Melania, and that it had nothing to do uh, with the campaign. So he, so, so, uh, he could have made that, he was like, no, this had nothing to do with the campaign, this was like me to save face in my marriage. Like that's legally all you have to, I mean, mm. not a bad case, right? This is something that you could make. Hmm. So that they made me the case that this was personal. So that was the federal one. The state charge that Alvin Bragg, your DA, is apparently looking at it, bringing has nothing to do with federal campaign because he has nothing to do with campaign finance. He is looking at felony bookkeeping fraud. So felony bookkeeping fraud is a statute of limitations for two years. You can extend it up to five years if that person was out of state, as Trump was while he was at the White House. He has to prove that the bookkeeping fraud, that the payment to Michael Cohen was not only made um, intentionally with the purpose of a cover-up, but that that intentional cover-up was in the prosecution, the, while conducting another crime, as in the payment was to cover up a different crime. What so, would the other crime be? Well, that's the problem, which is that the, a lot of this hasn't come out because it's secret in the grand jury, but it's a very novel interpretation of the law. It's never actually been prosecuted in New York state law ever before. So that's number one. It's a legal theory of the case that has never been tried yet. We'll find out if he does get arrested and indicted, how that's gonna work. Two is that the statute of limitations thing is a little bit weird because as I said, the statute of limitations is two years if you're in the state, up to five years if you're out. So they have to make the case that he was out of enough time and they're still barely on the edge of that because he's been gone like back and forth as how that's gonna be. But to me, I just think this is the weakest case against Trump. Like legally, he faces far more legal jeopardy in the Georgia case that's going on right now, which is the Fulton County DA. Just uh, fine 2,000 votes or whatever. The, the fine 2,000 votes, exactly. The pressuring the state of Georgia's election procedures. He also, I mean, I don't think the Biden people can indict him now for the secret classified documents. Of course after not. They found classified documents yeah, in his house. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, legally, that one's probably the most open and shut case yeah. where they have him like dead to rights hmm. on obstruction of justice. So I think it's a huge mistake for them to try and I, indict him. I, I don't know if they're gonna do it. We'll I see. don't think. I don't think they will. I don't think Biden and the Biden administration, the Democrats, want to indict him. Why not? Because I think they want him to run because that's the only person they can beat. Maybe. My theory is the Republicans want him in prison. Uh -huh. They want him in jail. The Republican establishment wants him Exactly, in yeah, the yeah, establishment, yeah, yeah. not the voters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The establishment <laughs> yes. because they're like, okay, if he's here, he's not gonna fracture the Republican uh -huh. vote. DeSantis can go, DeSantis can probably beat right. Biden. Right. But. I think Trump is so polarizing right now and so toxic that people will do an anti-Trump vote again. 
and I think that they can beat him. I think if DeSantis runs, they got to get rid of Biden and then run right. somebody else. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't actually know. I actually, because who's the only viable alternative? Kamala? She's, no. way, less, she's way less popular. Not even than, possible. It's no, but be the party else. will never ditch her. The party elites will never ditch Kamala. I think you they've already How? ditched her. You can't ditch her. Do you don't think? No, dude. The power of identity politics. She's the first black vice president. Like, never. They keep, they'll never be able to do it. Really? Yes. I think she's fucked up enough where they're like, yeah, yeah this girl's an idiot. So, Who's I mean, the listen, third option, you think? So. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg. But he's oh, even God. worse. Yeah. yeah. Look at, look at, have you flown yeah. recently? Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that how's did, the East Palestine thing doing? Bro, like, I thought they did that shit to him on purpose. I thought it was like, <laughs> yo, don't run. No. This is how conspiracy I theory I, I am. It's like, there yeah. was a few crashes in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think Pete was getting ideas. He's like, I think yeah. I might run for president. Yeah. Like, yo. I think Ohio's going to run. Because, right, it was the trap. It was every flight shut down. Southwest all shut down for a week. 2021 was a nightmare for air travel. Then Southwest, Christmas. Then East Palestine. Mm. And then, oh, FAA. Don't forget that one. Total ground stop yep. for the entire. That was actually crazy. Yeah. yeah. That was the first national air stop since 9 11. Wow. Just shut down. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah. know. That's my little conspiracy uh, theory. You don't think Biden runs again? Or you think if he does run again, you think he wins? If he's alive, he's going to run again. Whether he wins, I don't know. I have no idea. It's one of those where. Well, like, here's the weird thing. Yeah. I think that if you asked people if their happiness has gone up or down since Trump, I think both Republicans and Democrats, if they could be honest, mm -hmm. not ask if you like Biden, if he's good, if he's doing a good job or anything, just your overall happiness, despite every possible calamity happening in the world, I think their happiness has gone up. There's global, imagine if Trump was in office during this bank crash. Just imagine the shit storm that would happen. Imagine when uh, the transportation shit went down. Oh. Imagine, but the, because Biden never has an opinion on anything, there's nothing to push back against. Right. This goes back to what we were saying earlier about like a cultural apathy. Mm -hmm. I think what happens is if you have a president that's completely detached, it's very easy to be detached yourself. Yes. I don't need to know anything. He doesn't know anything, right? Whereas, whereas Trump organized what was the most important story every single week. He's like, we're gonna talk about transformers right, this week. Right. We're gonna talk about this this week. We're gonna talk about that this week. Like, and the people that hated him rallied against it. The so that's people that good love and him bad. rallied it for it. The thing is, I can make a case either way. So the, oh, 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 I'm yeah, not making the argument whether it's good or bad. Oh, okay. What, I, what I'm saying is that like, I think that there's this, this cultural malaise that we're existing in. Yes. I, think, I think some people like it. I think there was oh, an exhaustion. Sure. Of course. That's why people voted for Biden. And no, that's, no question. That's why I think if Biden's alive, he could beat right. Trump again. It's because it'll be another anti-Trump vote. I think if it's DeSantis, to his point about yeah. fraction of the party, if it's DeSantis, either way, the boat's not going to get that rocked. Right. And this guy's more mentally coherent. I yeah, there maybe. will be less and there will be less anti-DeSantis vote. Maybe yeah. less. I, my thing is, I I what I always look at is. One of the issues is two years out, like who the fuck knows? Yeah, like seriously, yeah, the economy yeah. could crash. The Ukraine war could be over. That's the true. economy could be booming. The Trump like, re-election. Here's a good case for Biden. If I was Biden, I would be doing everything I possibly could to bring Ukraine to an end. Inflation will go down. Gas prices will go down right before the election. Yeah. Uh, just got a big win internationally. The economy's coming back. I passed the Inflation Reduction Act. These crazy Republicans didn't get what, what they wanted during abortion. No more stop the steal. That's a good case. Mm. I could make the other case, which is he He's too beholden to the neocons, escalates the war in Ukraine. It's a fucking disaster. Gas is $5 a gallon. Okay, welcome back, President Trump. To right. your point. So it's like, it's, both of these are very within the realm of possibility. Trump had it. Yeah. If you ask somebody in February yeah. 2020 who's going to win the election, right. wasn't even a question Trump was going to get reelected. Of course. March 2020, way, COVID happens. lost by 30,000 votes. We all forget that. 
Yeah. 30,000 votes across three states. Yeah. No, he only lost Georgia by 10,000. Yeah. If enough, if the, if the same people who voted by mail in the Republican primary vote in 2020, he wins Georgia. The same thing in Maricopa County and also basically the same thing in either Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, or Michigan. Here's so, why I think, though, anti-votes are strong. The reason Dems won more states in the midterm Senate than people thought yes. is anti, the anti-abortion. They're anti-anti-abortion. Absolutely correct. The anti-abortion law passed. They overturned Roe yes. versus Wade, yeah. which for me is just crazy. Crazy to overturn a Supreme Court ruling. I don't care what it is, but well, what about Dred Scott? Which one is that one? Uh, the one where they declared <laughs> that black men are not citizens of the United States. Starting like yeah. 1910. The one that overturned yeah. the Fugitive Slave Act and, uh, or sorry, the uh, starting Nebraska. sometimes they get it right. Starting yeah. 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 War. Yeah. Like, what about Korematsu, which, which upheld the Japanese internment camps? I think it was like 1942. Yeah. yeah. But- uh, <laughs> That one's still on the books, technically, actually. But I, yeah, I think yeah. the anti-vote will still be strong if Trump wins. Just I be, agree with you. Because it's, we, they Democrats have proven the only way they vote is they hate the guy that's well, running. Well, look, that's or not just- they're voting against something or someone. In modern American history, the great landslides have almost always been negative, not positive. The only positive landslide in modern American history is 1964 election LBJ to fulfill John F. Kennedy's legacy. Yeah. So the Nixon landslide of 68 mm. was a pushback against the chaos of the Vietnam War. The FDR landslide is let's get us the fuck out of the Great Depression. Yeah. The uh, 1980 landslide of Ronald Reagan and 84 is to save us from the nightmare of Jimmy Carter. Even Jimmy Carter's election, which was relatively narrow, was also let's just move on from Nixon. So yeah. it's almost always been powerful in modern American history to be the anti-vote, like the move on party. Part of the reason, again, why I think Biden was so successful. Uh, but Trump also, like I said, that Ukraine case I laid out, that's very possible. Like mm. we could be in a full-blown conflict in Europe and Trump is like, I will get us out. I mean, that's literally what Eisenhower ran on against Truman. He said, I will go to Korea and I'm gonna get us the fuck out of the Korean War. Do you mm. think yeah. Americans care Enough about the Ukraine. Exactly. Issue. They care when it touches them. Yeah, if it escalates. Yeah. So exactly. here's the thing: yeah. it has to escalate to the yes. point where it touches them. And Correct. by touching them, like I almost think more than gas prices. Draft. Uh, I'm it, not so sure. But. If if he got, if I guess he's promising to get gas prices down. Right. Listen, you can get gas prices down tomorrow. Can you look up gas prices? Gasprices.aaa.com. They've already come down yeah. a bit, but like you can have them come down more. You just release some reserves. And Americans don't yes, go, our reserves are going. Res we tap the reserves, but you're right. We, we didn't tap them, they're gone. They're no, but we've tapped them pretty significantly. We have to top them up now. And we haven't been able to top up the SPR. Part of the, yeah, there we go. So 340 again. That's actually still not good. Um, it's not bad. Uh, well, if you scroll dollars. down, if you scroll down, it has the national average from a year ago. So there you go. A year ago, it was for yeah, actually, yeah, it's yeah, not bad because that's a, around Ukraine time. So, so we're in like a decent place with gas prices, <laughs> and you have to calculate inflation a little bit there too. Right. So I think inflation is fucking people up. I think I'm like waiting for all these layoffs to start to affect people. What do you mean? So every one of these fortune country companies is going. Blah, blah, blah. Amazon is set to lay off 5,000 people. JP Morgan oh, is set to lay off 10,000 people. Go. We can talk about. So that's actually because it's tech. So it's highly concentrated in white collar and specifically tech because tech was the biggest beneficiary of cheap money and of low interest rates. They were floating on a lot of debt and on borrowed cash to fuel their expansion. The overall joblessness rate, the unemployment rate, 
Part of the reason that the Federal Reserve continues to uh, increase rates is because those layoffs are not affecting the overall uh, economy. Uh, so, for example, 10,000 jobs at Amazon, that's or, or like 1,200 jobs or whatever at Dropbox. You know what I mean? That's like a factory in Toledo. Right. right? Like, if it closes, it has no impact on the, on the U.S. economy. Ah, uh, so we're over-indexing. Yeah. We're over-indexing for the media. The media is focusing on tech. Mm. Actual, like— Blue collar jobs That's are actually doing pretty well. So jobs overall like, are doing well. Yes. And what we're having is like a regression to the mean from the tech sector that Bingo. just absolutely exploded uh, yes. during COVID, yes. which of course it's gonna explode. Of course. During, you have cheap money and you For have everybody decade. at home needing tech. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. This so this makes sense. So yeah. so we can't look at jobs as a this is a doomsday scenario right. that's we gotta about go sector to happen. by sector. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. not all layoffs are the same, I guess. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's part of the issue, which is that a lot of people in tech, this was kind of annoying about the bank thing. They're like, everything's going to collapse. The economy's going to collapse if we don't get bailed out. And I was like, yeah, but like you actually are, you know, yes, you're 20% of GDP, but startups and all that are way less part of that in terms of tech. And actually, if you did fail, or first of all, if the bank did fail, 90% of your deposits all would have been made whole in the first place. So did Depending it Depending really- on the bank. I think some of those banks had much higher- Well, I'm higher- talking about uh, uh, what is yes. Silicon Valley Bank. Signature and SVB. Signature Bank- well, well, okay, so SVB specifically, we do know that if the normal FDIC process had gone through, over 90% of deposits would have been made whole. Yeah. Uh, at 90% the end of, the day. of depositors, yes. not deposits. No, deposits. Deposits, not depositors. Deposits would okay. have been made whole. Because yes. the FDIC backs up to $250,000. Well, no, because what they did instead is they came out and they were like, actually, all Everything. deposits are insured. No, I'm saying yeah. prior to this. Oh, yes, yes, prior to that. that that's right. And hey, So that 90% statistic is yeah. based on yeah. the government prior. bailout. No, no, no. no based no. on the government bailout. No, 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 no. What the normal FDIC... FDI process is the FDIC is they come in, they shut down the bank, and they sell off the assets of the bank, and then use that. It's kind of like what happened with Madoff. Remember, like everything sure. that they can claw the clawback rule. Sure. So that if effectively how it would have been done. It would have taken a couple of months and all that for to go sure. about, but they would have gotten their money. Ninety percent of them would have gotten their money based right. on the. But the government so, stepped in. And but the government like, stepped right. in and was like, no, immediately every single one of your deposits is cash flush. And by the way. All of these banks now get access to a special Federal Reserve Fund, and we're going to completely unilaterally change all of U.S. banking law. Well, this is important. Which is crazy. But this is yeah. important, right? Because yeah. there isn't a bank right now that exists in the world that you can remove all of your assets from at the same time as yes. everybody else who's in the bank. Very true. Right? And I think it's at a 10 to 1 ratio. So yeah. basically, like, if you deposit $100,000 in that bank, they only have to keep $10,000 of it in there. What they basically do is go lend out the other 90000 Bingo. So fractional reserve banking, right? So what, what's the problem with a run on the bank is that we all naturally get scared. Like, we were texting each other, and we're like, yo, is this bank going to be okay? Is City National going right. to be okay? Is whatever. Once we start taking our money out and moving, it because the last thing you want is deposit risk. There's so much risk in money in general. The last yes. thing you want is like is your actual cash. The cash, yeah. like, <laughs> man, yeah. let me risk it on a stock. Let yeah. me risk it on an investment, right. not just sitting in the fucking bank. Earning 0.08 interest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I think what they had to do is step in and just so that we would have confidence. If well. we took all of our money out and we just dumped it into JP Morgan and Chase, which are the two that I guess were doing okay, yes, that's right. but if every regional bank would just collapse. Yeah. So, first so of all, you have to, you, you have to acknowledge I, I completely acknowledge it, and mm-hmm. I actually And you agree. have to say, even though you're conservative, the government did a good job. Uh, yeah. Actually, I don't agree with that, because I think the government, <laughs> what it did is actually, this is a leftist point, but I, I agree with it, which is that, think about this, what you just made the case is how banks make money, because they lend out that money. Yeah. Okay, but inherent to that was, 
you are privatizing the profits, but when shit goes bad and there is a bank run, what did we just do? Actually, all of that money is safe. Yeah. So we guaranteed all the deposits, yeah. which you get to make private profits yes. on. So Jamie Dimon is literally a billionaire, and all of these guys yes. are become billionaires by loaning out our money while by yes. paying, what's our yeah. interest rate in banks? 0.05%, yeah. 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 maybe yeah. something like at that. No risk to them. At, at no risk no. to that. Yeah. No, no, literally no risk to What that. you're saying is 100% true. Yes. And it is 100% hypocritical, and it absolutely sucks, and we should, what I think we should do is put all the executives that made those decisions yes. in jail. But I, I think you can't, you can't, you have to punish them. But, Absolutely. but, but, yeah. but, but the concern is if this bank fails and the next bank fails, none of our deposits are secured. Because eventually you will have a global yeah. economic collapse. So unfortunately, <laughs> the government has to step in and do this incredibly hypocritical thing and to protect everybody's money because it is possible that that would, so my one thing is someone needs to get punished here. Yes. And I think it's the executives at the bank. But it's not only the executives at the bank. And unfortunately they're getting fucking paid out. But now we have not only that, every bank in the country effectively is now deposit insured. So yeah. why do any of them get to make profits? Yeah. That's bullshit. You don't get to use my money. It's a great business. You do not get to use my money <laughs> yeah. to make profit for yourself. And when you fuck up and fail, Everything is guaranteed by the government. And now they can and be more reckless now. No, no, of course. No, no, like, no. Oh, we good. You, yeah, 20 to 1. You guys are 100% right, and yeah. it sucks. But we're not banning it. There's but no the, ban. But the alternative yeah. is letting them fail. And that's and not true. The alternative well, is holding them accountable. Well, how do you hold them accountable? Well, okay, but here's the other thing. Bring them to a grand jury. No, this is a good question. How, how, how would you hold them accountable? Like bring them to a grand jury. Oh, so like you're saying what I'm saying is yeah, put them in jail. I think so. Yeah. You got to put those guys in jail. Oh, but the accountability... The accountability that we're talking about doesn't stop the practice that secured the bank. But yeah, you can yes. make the bank whole, but yes. still hold people accountable. Yes. And, and, and then I but we didn't do that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. And I think what will happen after that is that these bankers will realize that there are repercussions for their very dangerous actions. That's the And then deterrent. hopefully other banks will be like, right. okay, we need a little bit more deposits. Yeah. Let's not buy these fucking long-term yeah, treasuries and one. act like but they're But that was the case they are. of 2008. The 2008 case was that, and then it just didn't happen. Like the idea was that we were going to bail them out. They wouldn't do it again. Yeah, exactly. But, that, but the case was like, no, they're going to learn their lesson. They crash. Like, they will they never learn this. their lesson. They're never going to do the it again. The lesson they learned is we don't get in any trouble. Yeah. They're making more money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess it's up to us to hold them accountable. I yes. mean, like, real talk, if Trump came out right now and he was like, every exec at those banks that got paid out that right. isn't in jail, when I'm president, right. they're gonna be in fucking prison. Yes. The only you issue though is I don't think people care that much about SVB. No, they well, don't, but you know what they do care about? They care about somebody fucking over the regular yes. man yes. and then getting millions yes. in the process. But SVB yes. wasn't the regular man. Doesn't it doesn't matter, matter dude. Yeah, I'd like, you can spin it optically, I guess, but like. It's just like, he's gonna, it's just like with the drag queens teaching fucking your kids English <laughs> or whatever <laughs> like that. It's just like, all Trump has to be like, no more drag queens yeah. teaching English. Yeah. Yeah. And then people go, oh, I love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my kids only learn English from drag queens. They've been, they've been saying Yas Queen all day. Like, can we stop this? Also, guys, catch me in Denver, 420 through 422. And since I'm there, 420, that means I'm gonna get high on stage. Never done it before we'll never do it again so get your tickets for that show as well as may 3rd providence rhode island the comedy connection they say east providence like we give a shit it's the same place bro it's the smallest state in a bum-ass city nobody cares bum-ass city's tour kicking off get your tickets akashsing.com oh i had an interesting theory let's get you in trouble All right. um well not in trouble okay and i'm sure that this is like the common thing right here what why people are upset about uh what if i'm sure this is very common but what if trans women mm -hmm. are just 
Okay. <laughs> here it is, here it is, here it is. So trans women want to change the definition of woman to include them. Yes. Right? Now, they also well, want to they be- They wouldn't say change. They would just say include. Uh, or whatever. But you, you yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying, yeah. more yes, or less, right? Expand the definition. Expand yeah. the definition, right? All right. But they- Now, here's the thing. They, they, they recognize that they're in the wrong body. Mm. They believe they're in the wrong body. They believe that. Okay? Now, regardless if we do or not, let's assume, let's assume for a second they are in the wrong body. We'll take them and there are anomalies that happen all the time, right? There's seven billion people. We got the wood person in fucking Thailand, right? <laughs> There's a guy who's brute in Thailand. Yeah. We got people with multiple hands in yes. India all the yes. time. There are these random anomalies that happen. Yeah, Tons yeah. of yeah. fingers, et cetera, yeah. right? Not a single pianist, waste. <laughs> so you have this person who goes, I'm born in the wrong body. We go. I believe you. Uh -huh. When we had Daisy on the podcast, I was like, I 100% believe that that happened to you. I believe that you're, I believe you feel 100% like a woman. And because of that, you're a trans woman. You are exactly what you're saying. You feel like a woman inside mm -hmm. and you're in the wrong body and that makes you a trans woman, right? But that doesn't make you a woman woman, mm -hmm. right? We don't have to change the definition of woman to meet this, which we understand is an anomaly, but we can also go, hey, I understand that you feel like that, and that you're not lying, you're not manipulating anybody. This is a real thing you're, you're going not crazy. through. You're not crazy. There's, there's like, a lot of feminists who agree with you, actually. But, yeah. yeah, like yeah. I, I don't think, and then I think that like it's it's almost like I've thought about someone who has like the phantom leg syndrome. Have you heard about that? No, what is it? So some people who have um Oh, like when they get amputations and they, they think they, and, still, they still have a leg. But they still feel like yeah. they have a leg. Now, what if they were like, I have a leg? Uh. And then we'd be like, no. Right. You don't have a leg, but you do feel like it. And the part of your brain, when I like touch the air right here, goes off where your leg would be. Right. So clearly you feel, I'm not saying you're lying about your feelings. Right. I 100% believe you feel your leg is right there. I'm not calling you a liar. There's nothing wrong with that, but you don't have a leg. Yes. What's wrong with that? I mean, the I don't, bathrooms I don't really issue? disagree with you. I think, though, that this, look. Is that insulting? Would they find that insulting? Some people would find yeah. that insulting. Even Some though we're would. saying you're not lying, you do feel like no, that. Dude, but that, that yeah, what but it gets like to is like you're qualifying it. that they're but, not but women. But so far women. we define a woman and a man as a person who feels like a man and also has all the biological yes. characteristics. Look, part of the problem with trying to explain this is it doesn't make any sense. And like, this is where, and like, I know, the, you know, the consternation. Hey dude, chill out. Where dude. it Hold all comes from. Second. Chill out. Dude. I would just say, like with the trans thing, I have never seen, I don't know why it animates so many people to feel so strongly. Like people, I have met people whose entire politics is oriented around this and I just find that to be so yeah, it's, incredible. It's bogus, By the way, yeah. comedy too. Have you guys noticed this? Like every comedian now has a trans joke. I and some of them are good, but some of them I'm just like, yeah, dude, like, this is not even Bro, good. Bro, I was like, doing it five years ago. Yeah, but at least it was probably so, edgy then. Dude, it's so like, fucking yeah. crazy. It's just like yeah. every fucking joke, man. Like yeah. every like every open mic joke now, I feel like every newer yeah. comedian I listen it's to is a fucking It's because you can say anything joke. now. You can say right. everything. But it's not funny. It's just like not funny when it's not edgy. Okay, so let's put that aside. So I think that most of the consternation around it comes down to what you're pointing to, which is gender ideology. Now that also does not really have a definition, and that's part of the problem because it's expansive. Gender ideology, I would say. Gender is, is what, what you feel like you are. Yes, however, what gender ideology more so is pointing to what you're saying. The expanding of the definitions around the sexes, conflating sex with gender, conflating feelings with totality, kind of a totalitarian view of enforcing that. And where I, the only part where I actually care about this is kids, that's it. So 
I absolutely think like once you're 18 years old, do whatever you want. As you said, I know people who are trans and like, I'm like, look, I believe you, you know, do whatever you want. I think that's fine. This is a free country. So be it. Many people actually don't agree with that. And I think part of the problem with the right wing uh, debate is that when you press some of these people is that they will openly be like, no, I don't think you should be able to transition whenever you're 18. It's like, look, that level of freedom is just, you may not like it, but like, that's what it is. And so we should also be honest about how some people feel that way. Yeah. Now we should also though be honest about how some people feel like it's okay to be able to talk about some of this stuff, not even talk about some of this stuff, but actively kind of propagate it for people who are five years old, people who are six years old. And this is often conflated kind of with critical race theory. And again, critical race theory is one of those where the technical definition of critical race theory is graduate level coursework around the question. So that's why some that's people will be like, critical race theory is not being taught in schools. I'm like, yeah, but you know, are you talking to kids about skin color and mm-hmm. shades and about like white guilt when they're five? Cause yeah, I think that's a problem. But then they're like, wait, you think we shouldn't talk about the civil war? And so I'm like, I didn't say that. To That's not what I said, actually. To a five-year-old, no, I don't think you should talk about this. Well, maybe. I mean, you could talk. What are you going to talk to a, civ- a five-year-old about the Civil War? What are you going to do? I mean, you could talk about costumes. You could say, like, oh, there was good and bad. And, like, we've read slaves and slavery was bad. I mean, look, to a certain level, like, there are social myths. Five-year-old doesn't need to know Listen, about I don't, that I'm, So what I'm saying like, is there are social myths that are built in the bedrock of every civilization. Sure. What gender ideology seeks is A five-year-old should be learning English from a that. big old Listen. fucking transvestite. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that be happening, okay? I don't think you're supposed to say transvestite anymore. No, transvestite is fine. No, I think that's out. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) That implies that it's sexual. That's what that they imply that it's sexual. So the tight part is. Can you look it up? Actually, I'm curious. Yeah, we're also talking Uh, about drag queens, though. Yeah, we're talking about drag queens as transvestite. No, but I believe that transvestite is a term that is like a sexual kink. It's I like they do that. Transvestite was just a cross-dresser. Yeah, a cross-dresser. No, but cross-dressing implies, again, a kink. It's like for a sexual for you? purpose. For <laughs> uh, No, in the traditional. All right, so what we got? So the, word. uh, the words yeah, undergone very many yeah. things. The term transvestite is commonly uh, considered dated outdated. And derogatory. Yes, yeah. cross-dresser is more appropriate. So now what is it? Yeah. Now is it drag? Well, no, because drag also is not, well, this is what they say. This is the uh, same this is, thing. This, this is a controversy. Is, this is the retard is drag thing. Sexual, is drag sexual or is it dressing up in women's clothes? This is just so a, uh, conservatives, people who are upset about it, say that drag is inherently a sexualized act. When you have a drag queen show in front of little children, you're uh, pushing like a sexualization on top of gender ideology in front of little kids. Now people will say, well, hey, what's wrong with men who are wearing a dress who are like reading a book to their kid? Honestly, I think it's one of those, like, you know, when you see it, like if there's a guy who is in drag, but is appropriately clothed and reading a children's book, that's just like fundamentally different than a guy who doesn't have underwear on and it's yeah. like has his dick out in front of kids, right? Well, I don't and like, that's weird. Why, why, so, I don't understand why this is happening. Like, why, what's the point I don't of really this? know. I mean, I look, I don't know where it all comes from. Some of it is online, but frankly, like the roots of it have been in our culture for a long time. I mean, some of it comes from, I guess, a good place of like, hey, we want to be able to accept and- Accept what? Uh, well, yeah, we want people to be able to feel however they feel without discrimination. Like inherently, it's Sounds good now, but at the same time, like to feel that way, we have to police the way that everybody uses language, and we also have to say that anybody who questions it, and specifically when questions it around children, is itself like homophobic. When homophobia actually doesn't have to do with any of it, right. that's actually part of what drives me crazy. Whenever people say that it's like an attack on gay rights or something like that, I'm like, well, hold on, well, we're not talking about gay rights at all. We li- yeah. we're actually like that has nothing to do with gay marriage. Yeah. Now, are there some people who are anti-gay marriage who are also obsessed with this? Yes, that's what I actually open this conversation with, and that's part of the 
issue, which is drag, bringing it down to like nuance and like where people are yeah. is the most difficult part. I know so many people who are Christian theocrats who are obsessed with this, and this is all that they talk about, where many people who are not even, who are like atheists would agree with them in the cr- critiques of gender ideology. Yeah. But they're like, wait, hold on a second. What do you believe about abortion? No, I'm not in on that at all. Yeah. Uh, but then I also know a lot of people, again, left-wingers who would be like, listen, I'm totally cool, like trans rights, all that stuff. But then you're like, I don't know, with children, like maybe it's up to the parents, like if parents want to talk to their kids about it. That's the other way I feel about the drag Why show. aren't the teachers teaching them how to read? Well, well why do, do we need a higher They're doing it like a story queens? hour, no, I yeah. think. Well, okay, hey, you're thinking about drag teacher. queen story hour. Yeah. I'm also talking about teachers. There are a lot of teachers, right? This is the whole libs of TikTok thing where teachers will openly be like, the pronoun, they'll be like, look, these are the pronouns that we're gonna use in college. Or, or you know, you have high school, like high school teachers who will say, it's okay if you wanna come out to me as trans and I'll keep it from your parents. And there's like school nurses. And that's fire. There's all this, well, I don't know if about you're trans. That, right? Well, okay, but uh, what if- you're if, not, that's a but fucking what, identity but crisis. But if you are under 18, like shouldn't your parents ultimately no, have some not necessarily. Why not? Because if, it's hard to again, tell coming out of the closet for- What's the law? I'm, I know the law to, is your parents I'm going back party. to something that you, yeah. the, the law says you can't go under gender reassignment surgery without parents. That's fine. Well, but just coming out, this is how I law, feel. Though. But they're trying to change but, that law. But until yeah. then, we're But yeah, yeah just coming out, is this is how I feel. Like coming for a gay person, I don't have to tell my parents if I'm gay. They still, my parents still don't know I'm gay. The, uh, <laughs> I don't have to come out until I'm comfortable doing it to anyone. Right. Same should be the case for trans. So I you're talking about that's, a personal level, but we're talking about what is inherently a state, federal, or a state, federally funded, state, taxpayer funded institution. So on a private school, that's very different. I think there's a lot of parents that would really yeah. appreciate if their kid didn't tell them they were gay and told the teacher instead. Maybe, but that's kind of up to them. And my point is though, is that, and this part would drive me crazy too, these are public fights because these are taxpayer funded schools. Like at the end of the day, yeah. we do get a say. Like we, and, and as much as we should, like if, if the people are like leading up to the parents, for, it's like, no, no, we're paying ta- your salary. No, 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 like, no, no. Yeah. The taxpayers are paying teachers to read to kids. Yes. Why are we hiring more people? That That's the biggest issue for me. It's not oh. even the drag queens. Well, it's the like drag queen thing is more work, like teach. library. I think a lot of them, I don't think a lot of them are school connected. Some of them are school connected, but a lot of them are like at public libraries. Yeah, it'll be at a library. Or they'll be like and at a like, private social club yeah. or something like that. There was like and 43 also, elementary schools that they did it in. And I didn't know that. That's, that's not that peculiar. many. But also parents are going to feel like, hey, I don't want them pushing the gay agenda. So I don't right. want teachers talking to my kid about none of that. Mm. Yeah, because it's like which teachers are just like, oh, you uh, confiding in me, and which teachers are like, yo, you should see this gay You're shit. You might like yeah. this. But see, I think that's important as a point. Because I'll give you guys the flip side. So I had a science teacher in fifth grade who was telling us about evolution, mm-hmm. and then this kid raised her hand and was like, "So do you believe in evolution?" And she was like, "No, but the state requires me to teach that." And I remember being like, "You're the f- science." I was like, "Why should I listen to you about anything then if you don't believe?" in evolution. Actually, Rogan is a person I heard made this point, which is that imagine if you were a liberal parent and you had a teacher who was conservative, which I had many conservative evangelical teachers, and they were pushing their Christian beliefs on your kids at school, you would be fucking furious. And I felt very uncomfortable, whatever that happened to me, because I I grew up in the 1990s in Texas. Can I be honest with you? The flip side of it though, is that you would also be furious if somebody is teaching your kids something that you don't believe. I? Yeah. Wouldn't be furious. Why not? If people were pushing Christian beliefs on my kids. How so? Because I think Christian beliefs have carved out our culture, our rules, our Some interactions. Sure. I would be 
100 percent. There's okay a level, with it. but there's there, right. So Some you're it, talking about like uh, Judeo-Christian values yeah. that we have uh, inherited from Puritanism that we've enshrined in law. If it's, I think there's Akash a difference and I are between talking the, about yeah. Evolution is not real. I had so creationism. I had, is okay. like I had an organic yeah. chemistry professor at a yes. private college yes. that thought the Earth was four thousand years exactly. old. Exactly. And you're like, well, how can I listen to you? I can't listen to you about anything. <laughs> and I'm paying you. Yeah. It was like twenty-five thousand dollars a year yes. for this bum ass school. Right. People love to like pick that out with like Christianity, mm -hmm. and it's just like, okay, they got one thing wrong. <laughs> It's like, like how month. many things they got right. Like, right. like I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, bro. No, they, we're not saying that. I, no, I'm not saying you guys yeah. do it, but like atheists love to like do this thing with right. the Bible where they're like, well, here's something that's hypocritical. Sure. It's like, oh, what? Did you find something wrong I in a 5,000-year-old test? Bad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You found, yeah. oh, my, Bill yeah. Maher, what a fucking <laughs> genius. A 5,000-year-old text, you found a mistake? Something that's been refuted? Yeah. Yeah. But there's people that say Whoa. that the Christians say there's no mistakes. Yeah, there's no mistakes. The Good. Bible is literally true. Good, settle yeah, down yeah. on that shit. Yeah. I'm a Nick fan, I've been yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You wrong until you write. That's what it's like being a Nick fan. You are wrong until you write. Uh. And if we all go to heaven, it's like, all right, that shit was 4,000 yeah. years yeah. old. Yeah, but you stopped going to games because they, they, they doubled down too much. The, no, you're right. You got tired uh -huh. of doubling I'm, down. I'm agnostic about my Knicks. But a nice deep playoff run, I'm going to be in there like, all right, you got this. <laughs> I just, I, I was at a, I, I went to church this Sunday, right? So how was that? It was phenomenal. Well, what type of church? Yeah, what That's type? That's an important question. I don't know. It was, it was in a public school. He was capping for Scientology called, last week. Yeah, he was, he was I Scientologist. Haven't, I haven't science Catholic, Episcopal, Protestant. non-denominational. Oh, those are good. So it's like the lib one. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was. Cool. Right. The pastor said lit. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he so came yeah. through in a hoodie, yeah, yeah, yeah. gay pride flag. It's a Christian TED talk yeah, yeah, with a yeah, rock concert. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Hell yeah. But <laughs> it is a Christian <laughs> TED talk. Like, yo, you see how y'all do, bro? Just this is saying, why there's bro. 15 types it's of Christianity. Saying, bro. Bro. <laughs> Christians are like comics. Like they're just gonna find a way why you ain't You're shit. doing they old Christianity, say, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, you're yeah, doing impressions. Yeah, you're impressions. You're a prop Christian. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, that's all you do? Okay, so I'm in there and um and it was, my wife really wanted to go, her brother goes, and I'm like, all right, this is gonna be cool. And it was beautiful, man. Like the feeling that I got, first of all, I'm crying within three minutes. <laughs> I walk in and it starts with the music. Yeah. I am bawling, crying within three minutes, okay? <laughs> it's in a public school auditorium and it is, it's not at like some fancy fucking, you know, Joel Osteen church. Right. It's in a public school auditorium, like the real shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, Jesus the real, started, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go Jaguars. Jesus wasn't, Jesus wasn't gonna be in some fancy ass synagogue, you know what I mean? He was in the streets with his yeah. people, you know what I mean? Yeah, playing ball, hooping. Yeah. Hooping. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, bro, they're singing the most beautiful, I love Christian music, bro. Like, yeah. honestly, I'm mad at uh, Pastor Carl. <laughs> you should be. Because yeah. I was up in that hill song crying too. If you play yeah. any <laughs> Christian really music for me right now, <laughs> used to I cry on the spot that. right now. <laughs> I cry on the spot right now if we play any Christian Jesus music, bro. King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what we should do is play it and see if they like catch yes, the conversation. Yeah. Mark, because because track two. Dude, when Jesus was like every youth away. minister's when dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we play great music. It's hold not on, really about Jesus. We're just but, hanging but, out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oceans? Oceans hold on. will get Oceans you. Oceans is the flamethrower. I will call upon your name. But don't ruin it, bro. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Where are you? Come on, bro. The 
Yeah, there's a place of yeah. oceans. Ocean yeah. Where we go on Sundays to hate you. They was talking that shit about you. Not really. But no, it was so beautiful. The music, it was like filling me up and I felt so amazing. It was these incredible feelings. And you said something, I think it was on a pod maybe last week, but like you could tell how successful a religion is by the fruit it bears. And I'm in this, I'm in this church and I'm just feeling so incredible. Just listen to the music. I'm three minutes in and I'm like, oh, there's a reason this shit took over the world, bro. Like, sure. Christianity is incredible. I need to try Islam, because if Christianity is this good, <laughs> Islam is going to be the, the new, new, the two point the new, new, the two point oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Oh, Sufis, dude. Come on. Sufis got some great beautiful Sufi. music. What's a yeah. Sufi? They're like mystical Islamists. They like oh. believe in music. They're beautiful chill with gays, but... Very mu beautiful music, good architecture. Yeah, but he called you gay still. Yeah, that's I'm, fine. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm a religious gay. <laughs> very tolerant, yeah. but still, they're very big in India. Uh, yeah. All I'm trying to say is it was so beautiful, and I'm in this room, there was love, and it was sure. all these different people coming together, and they were submitting themselves to a higher power, which is a beautiful thing to see with humans. I think in this individualized society that we live in, you see so much selfishness, and for these people to sit in this room and then just fucking give it up for mm. something they don't even know is there. It was like, it made me fucking emotional. It was beautiful. And that's that's why when you were like, do I want these Christian values on my kids? Like, I could talk to my kid about evolution. You know what I can't do is like, when I'm not with him for eight hours a day, is fill him up with that love right. and that joy that makes him be a better person to the people around him. He's not being a better person because you're telling him to be good. He's being a better person because he feels fucking God loves him. And when God fills you up, you got a little extra to give around. And I, it was just beautiful, man. Did I'm you, glad that you said yeah. that actually, because I don't want people to construe me as saying like religion is bad. I'm like, just because I, I didn't may not believe. No, no, yeah. I, I understand. But also I think, our teachers never taught us that stuff. Yes, that's right. More so they were like, hey, Akash, that's a funny name. Ha ha ha. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's really yeah, funny. If you have sex, yeah, you go to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, wow, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So they use religion right, as which a is that religion is a to fantastic politics through. Bingo. See, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I'm more of a Sufi. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a Sufi. You guys got to do a Sufi show. That yeah. actually is really. Did you did you, uh, did you tithe, bro? Because they I passed the basket around. Say yeah, they passed the basket around, right? I gave them everything in my pocket, and I had done shows all week. I had maybe I probably dropped. Did no, you, no, you did not, bro. Away, my life, bro. This, I almost feel uncomfortable saying it now because it seems yeah, like I'm bragging. We can yes. cut the whole thing out. Yeah. But but I, because you know what I'm going, I'm going through the shit with. <laughs> Don't pay him back for that flight. <laughs> no, 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 Yo, they got your ass, bro. Yeah, they pimped you. They fucking got you, bro. They saw you roll in. They're like, play Oceans. Run the hits. Run the hits. You know my heart. The Pastors are brand new Omega. God, you know what you know. Bro, you got punked, bro. Yo, you, they don't have any confidence in the institutions, punked, bro. bro. You got punked. They don't have any confidence. Mark Switch. <laughs> yeah, Mark the most Christian guy all of a sudden. Yo, like, I can't punked. believe you gave that much. You got punked, bro. 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 You didn't even give it to the real God. You gave it to a TED Talk. You gave it to a TED Talk, bro. Fill him with Islam. What? Don't fill him. Who's that? You need that new, new, Mark. You need that new, new. How much you got to tie than Islam? Is it a better rate? Son. If it's at 5%, I might go over there. I don't know. I don't you know, know what they, they what Islam they doesn't allow interest. Islamic banks are not allowed to charge interest. I know. They so just they conveniently buy up all the real estate in London. You, they just conveniently charge you a fee, which is commiserate with about 8% interest. Are you interest. kidding me? No, I swear to God. Oh, my God. You when don't my, think God knows about that? When my parents I lived in Qatar, they were like, yeah, there's no interest, but um, uh, you'll have to pay this fee. And if you do the math, it's about 8% interest. And you're like, wait, what? 
That's how you get a car loan. Hold on, let's say That's what? how you get mortgages out there. Are you fucking I swear to God. kidding me? I swear. And does that thing uh, change depending on the market? Of course. What, you think it isn't commiserate with the global rate of interest? Well, that's like, interest. Yeah. So how the fuck no, did no, they get no, around no, that's it? A fee. That's, that's a fee. That's a fee, dude. You're acting like a real like, uh, fucking harami right what's now. The, yeah. What's yeah. the, is it Shabbat uh, whenever they're not, like Orthodox Jews are not allowed to use electricity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they turn like on the lights shit, before Saturday? Yes. So yes. they don't yeah. have to turn off the lights? Yes. So they'll turn the stove on or something like that so they don't technically have to, but it's clearly cheating. Yeah. It's cheating. Uh, I'll even admit there's a Israel, lot of cheating. I was like, like, I was like come on. Yeah, I was like, we're either not using electricity or we're not like, we're going to use fucking electricity. Have you heard about what they do in, uh, like, in the Hasidic communities in, in Brooklyn? This what? is great. They uh, they put, they make the elevator stop at every floor. Uh -huh. yeah, the Shabbat elevator. Oh, smart. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, now you like it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, just because Christians are too yeah. dumb to get around there. <laughs> that's that's really what it is. That's honestly what it is. Like, Jews have a more whole, than most people. Jews have a whole book to just outsmarting yes. God. It's yeah. brilliant. The, yes. the, the Talmud. Have this shit figured nah, out, man. No, nah, Christians like, did it the best. Real estate. Yeah. Like, Christians said we're going to separate. Let's start America and let's separate church and state. It should have just. Christian, yeah. but we separated. Yes. So no Christian rules have to apply here. I mean, King, what is King, Christian King Henry rules? really was the first one. So that gay that. people That's couldn't right. get married till the 21st century. Yeah, How yeah. fucking crazy. Is and that? we were already, we were actually pretty early in terms of the I was world. Gonna say, well, <laughs> actually, what's the first country that legalized? Yo, hey, they bring up yeah. that shit too. It's like whatever, what? bro. What do you what? mean? <sighs> we gonna we gonna what is it? Throw the baby out with the bathwater? It's like they got evolution wrong and right. and then gay shit wrong. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> everything else stands. Well, listen, look, no. I, what I, else is wrong? I have a lot of Christian friends who would make the case that you're making. You're like, listen, at the end of the day, Judeo-Christian values are what built like the West and it's what ultimately allowed America to prosper. I mean, look, I mean, I'm not saying it's all bad. I, I, this, this is like the whole convo today. We're like, we were talking about women out earning men. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's, there's a trade-off though. Let's acknowledge the trade-off. It's like, a bad thing for it's them. All about it's not a bad thing for us. It's a bad thing for them. What do you mean? Because they like it when guys make more oh, money. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. now there's yeah, just right, less right. people to fuck them. Yeah. So if they were smart, they would earn nothing. Yeah. And then every guy has gold. Well, no sex before marriage. That's a good Christian value. I think that that's fine, dude. Right, but you didn't do that. Wow, we were number. F I'm not a Christian, bro. <laughs> I'm not a Christian. So we were technically number two. After, well, no, no, sorry, number three ruling, after Belgium. Yeah, national ruling though. Look That's at that. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. Hold yeah. on a second. No sex before marriage. That. Uh huh. There we go. That's a great rule for the time, bro. For 2023. I think we have to divide the rules between like technological rules and like emotional. See, this is how the Talmud. Rules. See, this is what happens if you get Jews involved <laughs> in religion, bro. No, no, no. Keep the it pure, dog. Rules. Keep it pure. I don't want to. I don't want to like elevate on every wanna, floor, bro. No, I don't want to <laughs> give away. I don't want to give away like a joke or whatever, but like I do think the gay thing was more about just how dirty dudes buttholes were back in the day. Like, and I feel uh, like it was the shellfish of ass. I think, well, here's the thing. This, no, no, this is specifically why, ready? 5,000 years ago, right? There's, there's no toilet paper. There's no way to really clean ass, right? And women at the time are not shaving their legs. They're not shaving their armpits. They got, they're in the Middle East. They're fucking full of hair, right? Okay. The difference between a man and woman is very minimal. Oh my God. This right? Guy is crazy. So you could butt fuck this... a dude's shithole, mm. or you can have sex with a beautiful, warm vagina. Mm. And God is like, yo, you're almost the same. Like, I made you almost the same, right? So why don't you just do that and not go to. Helps. 
I'm just saying, being gay back in the day, you had to have like specific mm. tastes. High for stakes. Men. Well, do you guys know like the evolutionary theories around gay being gay? What I've always it? found those interesting. They're like the gay uncle theory, where it's like if you had a male who was capable of protecting the tribe, who was gay, he wasn't competing with the alpha male for resources. Yeah. So that's why uh, that hope. Because one of the Christian or scientific like Darwinist arguments about homosexuality is they're like, why would it be passed on through the gene pool? Like, why would there be an evolutionary advantage yeah. to being gay? So well, someone got to write them songs, theory. bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them songs ain't written by straights. That music's too beautiful, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Put that fucking yeah. thousand one miles or that yeah, song. Yeah. Unholy? It's a fucking great yeah, song. Unholy. Yeah, unholy's a great song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go, keep, uh, keep on going with the gay theory. <laughs> okay, so, no, I, I've only got gay uncle theory. I don't know what the other ones are. Uh, I think there was one, yeah, again, it was like the idea that they could help protect the tribe, they could help care for the children, help care for offspring, mm. while not competing for resources, like in terms of female resources with the alpha male. So it's somebody uh, who had like- Have you heard this theory about how, uh, this is a theory of human evolution, that what allowed us to have so much success was ridding the tribe of the alpha male. What do you mean? So what allowed humans to uh, basically like demolish all of our competition is that we weren't um, led by one specific alpha male. It was actually all the betas collectively coming together and murdering the alpha male. And this is essentially what democracy is, right? It's like mm -hmm. all the people basically removing the person of power every four years. And you yeah. see like different versions of this propagate society. And what the reason why that was better is because if you had – the collective group of betas in charge, there was more safety for you. You didn't have to worry about this alpha rolling around and fucking biting off your nutsack every two right. seconds like lions got to worry about or bears got to worry about. Like you could actually sit around and you could collaborate and make, uh, invent technology and find ways to live an easier life, et cetera. So I, I, the, the history of humanity is the history of cucks. I'm not sure, though, that that's right. <laughs> Beta, dude. I'm pretty sure what, what happened the is that cucks, the whole idea dude. is that the alpha male is a transitory position, and so the beta male then becomes the alpha male, but then he's removed. So actually, if you look at, you know how when, we, when African countries allow people to like shoot a rhino? Almost always the reason why is because it'll be a rhino which is sterile, but mm. which is killing younger bulls yes. who are trying to compete for female resources. Thank you, making but they're my not point. able to kill the older bull, so they allow somebody to come in, shoot it, and that frees up evolutionary competition. Yes. But the problem though is that the cuck then becomes the alpha male. And so then it becomes a reversal. When he gets too wild, when he becomes, they remove that and ass. And they remove him and exactly. they get somebody else. So the cucks right. have been in charge this whole time. Maybe. Uh, have you guys, you can that's make what some, That's what some yeah. people some say. Some people say. Some people say. On the internet. There is, yeah. a, <laughs> there, <laughs> there is like actual smart people. Yeah. The other, the other theory that was interesting is the guy who developed this uh, theory of like the alpha wolf. Hmm. Have you uh, heard of it? This is where okay. the whole idea of alpha, the pack leader. Okay. Is that was debunked, from. right? He debunked it and spent the rest of his life debunking. He's like, yeah, I was wrong. Actually, they've, <laughs> they've like hunt collaboratively. There's not really one person in yeah. charge. It's all bullshit. That's right. And then for years, for even now, people are like, you have to be the alpha the wolf. wolf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? The cuck watching his wife yeah, get yeah. fucked <laughs> by his friend? Like, <laughs> just, it's sometimes an easy thing to run with. Turns out know? wolves are very communitarian. Like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the women are like the great hunters. Yeah, yeah. chilling, doing nothing. Yeah. Be the lion. You mean the guy who's a sex slave yeah. for the lady? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all yeah. he is. Yeah. The only Don't reason do let him eat first is because he got to dance yes. down. <laughs> protein. <laughs> You saw, you see how like male lions will get their nuts bitten by the female lions yes. when they want to fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> this idea that male lines are like living that life, it's so just, that's all we're doing right now. Women going to college, making all the money. It's just evolution. This we're just coming to animals, bro. So we're just we're, we're just we're, gonna be the lions laying to, around yeah. fucking. Right, but it, we don't. But, but look, he don't want to fuck. Oh, God. Man, look at his little face, bro. Sad. Yeah, I've been there, dog. They gotta fuck like 20 times a day. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine that? Yeah. We're jealous of that? Four different women. Oh, did you guys hear about that story about the, uh, there's this, this guy in Long Island and his wife, he was like cheating on her, I guess, a bunch. So his wife got him a girlfriend, mm -hmm. another girlfriend to save their marriage. Another girlfriend that, that looked identical to her to save their marriage. Wow. I've never heard of this. Smart. I have not heard of this. I've I'm heard sorry. the reverse story, the cuck shed story. You guys remember that? No, one? what is that? It was like the guy who moved into a shed in his own backyard because his bull had moved into his house. His bull? What does that mean? Like the guy who was cucking his wife, or I guess- Yeah, banging his wife. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Like the bull moved into his house and he built himself a shed in his backyard that he lives in. It was a cuck, you should Google it. It's like the cuck shed. I think it was in New York Magazine. This was a big thing in like 2016. Um, yeah, cuck shed, like New York Magazine. He wrote like, a, it was like a whole piece about how he was cool with his cuck shed. Um, but yeah, there you go. When the boyfriend joins him, right, that's it. Yeah, 2016. He enjoys being emasculated. Like no, he, he enjoyed it. Yeah, he, he gets got off, got off on it. it. Yeah, it's like yeah. a fetish. It's like a fetish. Yeah. But so Jesus what's interesting Christ. to me about that is like being the cuck. <laughs> no, what is the, what is it called? Being the bull. The yeah. bull, yeah, Yo, being yes. the bull is kind of gay. What do you mean? Why? You're not like this dude fucking some guy's wife. Right. You're his beat off material. Right. Like, uh, it's like if you don't fuck whenever you want, he's like, I'm I'm ready to jerk off. Go fuck my wife. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's not. No, the, it's definitely it's weird. It's not the dynamic yeah. we think it is, where a guy <laughs> just walks in the room. It's like, yo, get your wife over. I'm gonna fuck her. You're gonna do nothing. <laughs> it's the opposite. You're the bitch. He's like, I'm coming out of my cuck shed. It's yes. time for me to jerk <laughs> off, as you were. Dude, right? You're like an evil kid. So what is that guy from, uh, not Joffrey, the other one? Which Game of Thrones? From Game of Thrones. Little the uh, Battle of the Bastards. Uh, oh, he guy's into really fucked up. He, he has oh, his hounds. Which fuck. kingdom was it? Cersei's. What? Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton. That's a fucking yes, cuck shit guy. Yes, yes, like, yes, he'd yes, be yes, into yes. that kind of yes, thing. Yes, absolutely. And he kind of hacked the game. He's got an Xbox in here. He just like hangs out with his boys all the time. Dude, this guy figured it out. Yeah. Cuck shit guy's kind of a legend, dude. Oh my god! I don't know. Nice. I bring them water. I kiss one good. Oh man! I can't. Oh. Yeah, this is kind of yeah, wild. This is, <laughs> I can't even read this nah. again, dude. He's not in control, bro. Say what? <laughs> He's not in control. He's bringing yeah, yeah, them yeah. water. Fucking. But you have to understand, his kink is humiliation. Yes. He he's went through something absolutely horrific in his life where that's the only way he can get off. It's like the fucking Jeffrey Dahmer guy's kink is murdering people or whatever. Like so people do you have think these that something happened kinks. to him in his life. The yeah. Dahmer thing after watching it. What What do you think it was? Oh, Dahmer. Yeah. See, I actually watched the Dahmer series, and the more I read about it, I'm like, I don't know, man. Maybe he was just born this way. Well, I maybe think you're born, born that up. way, and yes. then it's like it's like exacerbated. Yeah, by, yeah. Well, okay. I think it's like deep in there, and then right. that fucked up things you go through in yes. your life. But every one of these guys is molested, 100. Yeah. percent Bundy was Bundy molested. I know Bundy had some shit, but nothing yes. that traumatic. Everything happened with his mother. I don't actually. Every know. Yeah. one. Yeah, 100. That's why we just got to kill pedophiles mm. because if you're molesting, <laughs> like just straight up, because you ruin their life. Now it doesn't happen to every single person. That's that's why we're talking about there are people who get molested, it's tragic, it's horrible, right. but they go out and have these like very productive, amazing lives as strippers, whatever they are, right? <laughs> oh but, no, 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 but they do, they go out and do like incredible things, right? right? And they, they, uh, what is it called? They like push past this horrific thing they went through, of course. Then there are other people who, you know, they have this deep stuff underneath them. They might have that like psychotic tendencies and that shit fucking triggers it, yank. 
I don't know. I, mean, I think. I mean, just imagine going through something as traumatic at that at a young age. Like, yeah. yeah. But all these serial killers have a story like that where they're oh, like, of course. yeah, my mom abused me. This Speak thing on happened. That. Like, I just, I forget. Childhood who, trauma, right? Yeah, there was one guy who, oh, I forget his name. He was like a big foot fetish guy, actually. Huh. Um, but he would like kill women and like, like cut, cut their feet off. I forget his name. Nah, it's, um, that's crazy. And then the Remember way. Remember the Mindhunters one where they interviewed the guy who would kill women and then he ultimately killed his mom? And yeah, that's ripped, what I'm talking about. Yeah, and he ripped his mom's like, taunt, what was it, the vocal cords out and put him in the garbage disposal yeah, and yeah, grinded yeah. him up. And afterwards he was like, okay, I'm done. And he just called the police and turned himself. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Because it was just all about his mom. He just hated his mom. He was taking out the rage of his mom yeah. against like college age. Yeah, and this now. is a person with psychosis that also yes. has like a traumatic. Event. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. and that's the the horrible cocktail. You do not want those two things because there's plenty of psycho people that are walking around that had like good childhoods and they're probably like like we know them. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a researcher that was like, oh, I realized I was predisposed to having. Uh, like psycho, like psycho killer tendencies. He was like, I have like the mental makeup. I forget. This yeah, he was dude. studying psychotics, and then he did the test on himself, and yeah. then found out he was psychotic. And he was like, We should all take that test. We were talking about the more psychopaths in society. Somebody recently was did this on Rogan. I thought it was fascinating. Which is that one of the reasons why we might have more psychopaths in society is that in a small group setting, a psychopath would not be as easily to be able to blend in in a tribe. Whereas in a collectivist, like seven billion people, a psychopath can more easily move between tribes, scam a person here, scam a person there. You know, like a con artist moves from Florida to California. Catch me if you can. can, uh, You know, like if you move through New York City, like the odds are you were not gonna run into the same person every single day. So you could scam this person, scam this person. Mm. And so this gene pool of a psychopath is more easily replicable in a mass, like civilizational society. Where it would be eradicated. Exactly, they would be killed almost immediately. They'd be like, this guy's a fucking liar. He screwed me on this. Like he lied to my face. Fuck him, let's cast him out of the group. Whereas like we don't have that same checking Mechanism. That's a great point. Back yeah. in the day, like if you're a uh, what's it called, a witch oil salesman, like you yes. went, you made yes. snake oil, snake oil, snake oil yeah. salesman. <laughs> Whatever you bought, that you bought witch oil. Is. Yeah. I don't know which oil is way better. You witch witch oil. Oil. So much. Is better. this at the church again? <laughs> Not for that price. I'm just saying there's a better I can get you a better price, bro. That's what I'm saying. Why didn't you call me? Literally the basket's going around, you know, I'm going through some stuff in my life with my wife. Way less than 10 percent I'm going through some shit with my life with my wife. The basket came around and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, if God is watching this shit, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you gonna bribe him to make shit Not good? Bribe, <laughs> it wasn't bribing, but it was like, like he hears me, you know, talking to him and asking for help with something. And then he sees me put in the basket and he's like, right. oh, you only $20 want a baby? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like so, I had to unload the clip, bro. <laughs> I unloaded the clip. But bro. did you have to throw it in the air though? I feel like that was the part yeah. that was. Can I be honest? That's where you? people were like, Can oh, this guy's being a dick. Yo. I put that shit in there, but I at least made sure my wife saw. Oh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like when you're tipping at the cafe. Anonymous. Like, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like when the bartender, you get, you, like, no, I don't like it when they switch the screen over. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, when you buy right. an espresso and they right. flip it for the tip? Yes. I flip that shit back. Yeah, yeah. And then I hit it. That's exactly how much. You see that? There you go. Eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about you. It's actually about me. Fifty cents. Enjoy your little couple quarters. <laughs> Did you look at the guy next to you that you passed it to? Like, all right, your nah, turn. Nah, it was just me. I was in the end. Oh. I was at the end. I was at the end of the row. But I fucking unloaded the they clip. Got him. Thank you, God. 
You don't think he sees a bank account? Say again? You don't think he sees your bank account? <laughs> it didn't have a QR code, my G. The basket was so a basket. Run it back this Sunday, bro. Run on the bank, they son. Got you pass better the card run. Hey, God. Hey, God. Yeah. Hey, God. Hey, God. Yo, you say wire transfer, hey God. God? Hey, God. Yeah. Let me tell you something, God. Let me tell you something. These motherfuckers... <laughs> These Why motherfuckers. God, bro? Words. Why are you cussing at God? It's disrespectful. Hold on. These, listen, these, you invented these words. Yeah. These motherfuckers right here. There you go. Don't, don't be blasphemous, Miles. Leave him out of this shit. If he wants to talk to God, 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 he want to listen. He want to listen. Listen. Don't talk about my white God. Listen. <laughs> my God don't like cussing. Okay. Listen. 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 These motherfuckers right here, they, they think they walk alone, God. <laughs> I know, I know at my hardest times, God, I know at my hardest times when, I, when, I, when I'm walking on the beach of life and I see them footprints, I know it's you carrying me. <laughs> I, I know they ain't my footprints. It's your footprints, God. You're carrying me. Thank you, God. I just want to let you know. Y'all! It's your footprints. Yes. Walk through that shit. <laughs> Andrew, I'm sorry. I got to go, my friend. But, uh, see, you see that, yeah, yeah. You see that, yeah. 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 You see that? You see that? Thank you so much, my brother. Thank you all. Sagar. Hey. hey. everybody, go check out Breaking Points. Bam, bam, bam. The best news source in the fucking world right now. Thank you so much. Peace.